Oh yeah, welcome back, DDWD Day Drinking with Dog. It is a Tuesday, or sorry, Monday, October 4th, 2021. Today is a very special show. We are talking baseball, maybe a little bit of Cowboys, I don't know. know. We'll see, but uh, with my very special guest, I have Chris Mercurio on his third show with me. We're talking baseball, and none other than World Series champion Will Middlebrooks from Florida via my little satellite radio here. Will, how you doing, buddy? Man, I'm just finishing up my air guitar from that intro. <laughs> that Stevie Ray, baby, gets me going. Now, how uh, you know you? That was one of your walk-up songs. I I did read uh, that that was a tribute to your father. It was. Yes. Yeah, I grew up. I grew up listening. To love, he loved like BB King, Steve Ray Vaughan, Clapton. You know, ZZ Top, like yeah. all those. And um, I just I grew up loving the blues. And then Texas flood. I'm from Texas. Um, and Steve Ray Vaughan, just one of my dad's favorite artists. That was one of his favorite songs. So, is your father still coaching? He is. He is. He's he's taking a big step back. So he was an AD and a head coach and all that, and, and as a football coach in, in Texas, which it's like a religion there, right. as you guys know. Yeah. And um, he's taking a step back now. So he did what was it's called re, uh, retire rehire. So he just coaches. He has like half days. He doesn't teach anymore. Um, and he's just coaching freshman football and the golf team. And the golf team is shouldn't even be called a golf team. They have like three kids. It's just an excuse for him to go play free golf and get free range balls. But yeah. he's living the dream right now. Yeah, I wish I was good enough to uh, to coach golf. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even coach myself. Uh, so, all right. So, we got, obviously, yesterday I uh, bought tickets to the Red Sox potential game at 1 in the afternoon. And I booked a hotel room at 2 in the afternoon. And I had till 9 to cancel. <laughs> so, every, I, I actually liked how they did it yesterday. Every game was at 3 o'clock. That was great. Right. You know, like, just. And then Nesson kept going game breaks. Right, you right. Know, so, you knew up to the minute what was going on. Right. And so, I get, I'm watching the Red Sox game. And on the bottom line comes through, says, Aaron Judge hits a walk off, so I flipped over to Yes Network. It's like a ground ball a second. I know, <laughs> but it won the game for him. I'm not gonna lie though, I'm happy. I was nervous if we had to face Toronto. That lineup, I was, I was like, oh god, we're gonna play a play in against Toronto. Oh yeah, that would have been today, correct? Yeah. Well, it might have been rained out too. Who knows? Uh, well, what are your thoughts on the game on Tuesday? We have Evaldi versus uh, Garrett Cole. Yeah, I mean. I mean, as a, I mean, I'm supposed to be unbiased, but I'm still, you know, the Sox are still my team because they 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 mean so much to me on a personal level. But as a Sox fan, I'm a little nervous, not because of Cole, more because of I'm gonna say our the Sox, our bullpen has just been an issue for a while, as you know. Um, but Cole, I mean, I I say I'm not with that worried about Cole. I, I shouldn't say that. I am worried. Neither He's one of the best pitchers in baseball. Right. But at the same time, his last three starts. Yeah, he's, he's, been, he's, he's always been hittable, but it's, he's I been feel hittable, like... and he, he's not his slider is not the same since the sticky substance shit, right? <laughs> but spider tech. Like it, it, let's yeah, just yeah, be yeah. honest. Like it, it has his slider's not it, and that is tight. And last three starts, he's got over a seven and a half ERA. He's one and two with over a six ERA at Fenway this year. Um, I know the Sox are good at home. I mean, regardless of whatever they've done the past two weeks, that the offense finally starting to wake up a little bit the last couple of days. The Sox are hitting 281 at home. That's the best in baseball. Right. They have over 800, 830 OPS at home. That's the first in baseball. Runs per game, almost six per game at home. That's the best in baseball. That's why I'm going to take the Sox here. On an unbiased opinion, like, I want the Sox in this one. I think they need to figure out the back end of the bullpen. You right. know, I love me some Matt Barnes. He's a, he's a great guy. He's a good teammate. But whatever's going on there, you know, inconsistency, whether it's mechanical or mental or whatever it may be, 
they, they got to figure that out. Ottavino's been inconsistent as well. I think they're going to have to find a way to utilize Whitlock late in the game. I feel like he's the most like the, the best option there right now. So I, I don't even want. Sorry, I don't even want Ottavino on the roster. <laughs> so, Will, let me ask you this: If you're, if it comes down to it, you are you staying away from Barnes tomorrow night if you can, or are you? You know, is he maybe like a two-out guy, three? You know, are, are you worried about him that much that you'd stay away from him? I don't oh – man, it, it's such a tough line to balance because you've gone to him all year. Yes, he's had his struggles. He also – his first half was great. He was an awesome. Um, right. It's his first half was great, and then he's run into this right. And he still had some, some really good outings in the second half as well. It's just been inconsistent, which it's hard to trust that in a winner-go-home game. So, um, I – I think you still have to go to him at some point. Maybe not in the ninth. Maybe in the seventh. Hopefully, Evaldi gets into the seventh. I don't know how they're going to play this who's, analytically. Who's their closer? With, with, Moving forward, I don't know. I'll, you know, I I don't know that answer. I I, I think it's going to be a mixture of guys based Wouldn't off of analytics and matric and, and matchups. Um, you know, numbers versus certain guys. I think that's going to play into it. Wouldn't uh, and we're starting to see that. We're starting to see that across the league too. It's not just. Everyone just has a, a, a closer like they used to, and everybody doesn't have that Hoffman or that Mariano or Kimbrel. Like not, everybody doesn't have that anymore. Um, so we're starting to see equations like the Rays, uh, the Giants, like guy who mix and match with analytics and matchups to get the job done. So if you, if you came down to it, would you trust Whitlock? I mean, it, that that's the thing is Barnes is pitched in the big game. So at what point do you have to say, all right? Barnsy has the experience. Ottavino's pitching big games. Um, I, I think I'm trusting Barnes over Ottavino right now. Um, I think Whitlock is going to end up being more of a like eighth inning type guy. I, I, I'm going to go to Barnes because this is the first game of the, of the playoffs. If you don't use him here, then what does that do mentally more? If, if this is if this is a mental issue, a confidence issue, what if? That can rattle him more. Like, oh, now they're not going to go to me. Then, then, then when they go, do go to him in, the, in a game or two, if you win this this game, you're playing a raise, uh, and then you go to him. Like, where's his confidence at then? If you didn't go to him in a winner take all, you know, right, sudden right. death game, right? So it's like it's it's a really thin line. I think I go to him. I really do. But it it is going to be solely based off of how he has done against X, Y, and Z hitters that are coming up that inning. Now it's eighth inning. Socks up to Yankees have bases loaded. And Stanton's up. Do you walk him? <laughs> Oof. Yeah. I mean, based off of that last series. Oh, had, my Lord. We had, like, what, 10, 10 RBIs maybe? Yeah, we were being Chris. Every were, game. Me and Chris were talking pre-show. We're like, just to hope he comes up with nobody on. Nobody on. That's yeah. what you got to pray thing, for. With, with guys like Judge and Stanton, when they're hot, it doesn't matter if, like, Jesus Christ himself is on the mound. They're going to hit it hard. Like, that's why they are – some of the most like elite power hitters in baseball. They had they both almost had 100 RBIs in a lineup that sucked. Right. Yeah. Like let's be honest, that team that offense sucked most of the year. They were like 20th in the league in offense until August, and then they started figuring out like, oh, well, number one, they got some lefties, so pitchers had to pitch them a little different, which balanced their lineup a little bit. But they also probably got to the point where they're like, look, we're not a balanced offense. We're not going to hit for average. Like let's stop being something we're not and just be boppers that we are. They start hitting homers, they, they they start winning. I mean, the last 24 games, I think I read 65% of their runs were via home run. That's just who they are. Yeah. When they hit home runs, they win, right? Yeah. So yeah. stop trying to be who you're not. <laughs> and and I, feel, I feel like it helped them, uh, you know, get to the postseason. Right. 
So that being said, now we have another game. So we have the St. Louis Cardinals, <clears throat> who just went on a tear at the end of the year. Right. Unbelievable. Uh, against the Dodgers, who have been on a tear all year. Uh, but they're, here they are. They're stuck in this uh, one-game playoff, and they had 106 wins. Um, is there something that you could say, like, they could fix, or is it just, or are you more on the line? It is what it is. You win your division, you know, you, you get the rewards. It, it, like, is there, what do you mean? Like, the, the like, like, like is, should there be a different scenario for, I mean, you should you, if you win 106 games, should you be even playing in this game? I mean, I, I, I don't mind the structure. I, yeah. I really don't. Like, I really don't. Like, that's the thing is someone outplayed you, period. Right. It, I mean, the numbers are the numbers, whatever it may be. But it, if you're the better team, then, then go win the wild card game. It's one it's one extra game, right? right. I right. understand your season's on the line. I get that. I still think – I'm. if you look at the betting lines on this, it's L.A. still minus, like, 213, like, <laughs> which is nuts. But right. you get Max Scherzer on you the mound. You get Scherzer on the mound, yeah. And Wainwright's, Wainwright's forty, but he's been he pitched lights out down the stretch. He had a he had a three ERA this year, which yeah. is unbelievable. Um, they play really good defense behind him as well. That that also can go and get it. But I I'd have a hard time not taking the Dodgers here. I know yeah. Max Muncy's down. That can be an issue. I think um, you know there's some conversation of who's going to play first base now with Max Muncy, right. and it's it's a guy. It's got to be Pujols. He's going to – defensively, he's going to be a liability. I get that. Yeah. But he's one of the most clutch postseason – he hits like 330 and with like 55 homers in the postseason in his career. Right. All right, take that bat. He's actually played decent since he's come over to L.A. He's had some, some really good at-bats over there. I think just getting out of uh, Anaheim and being on a team that's played meaningful baseball. Um, but you got to let him play first base. If you want to make a defensive – replacement in the eighth or ninth inning go ahead but who's your other option bellinger right he's yeah. not even hitting his weight yeah you know he struggled uh and, and in the postseason the last couple of years he struggled as well he hit 165 this year and i think he hit 185 over his postseason career okay. so i'm going pool holster even though the, it, it's first base it's not it's it's not shortstop it's not center field it, it's it's first base he can he's actually better than most people give him credit for it was like big poppy at first base he would make plays and we're like we didn't know you could even catch the ball, dude. Like, <laughs> that's unbelievable. And he's like flipping stuff behind his back, and we're like, all right, all right, backyard baseball, whatever it is. Yeah. Just keep it homers. Well, I mean, all these guys. I mean, they grew up playing a position, so and they had to have some some kind of some kind of uh, right. experience, uh, especially first. You know, first obviously isn't the hardest defensive position there is, but uh, I uh, I actually for some reason like the Cardinals. I don't know why. I just I just think all the pressures on the Dodgers. Maybe because they rattled off. Seventeen or else. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, but well, there is there is a streak stopper, and his name is Scherzer, but <laughs> yeah, um, no doubt. but he's been in big games too. I, I, I both, I think, just tremendous matchups both games, uh, and this is what I like about baseball. Like this, I like the the play in games. It's you know, it's, I mean, you got to think. Like, I think this it's good whole, for the fans. It's yeah. great for the fans. This whole last weekend's been great. Yeah. I mean, I watched every oh. pitch. Oh my god! And I was like, same. You know, and I, and. For Tuesday, Wednesday night, I mean, Tuesday night, God, I hope the Sox win. Um, but, like, even, like, it goes Tuesday, Wednesday, and then we're right into Thursday. Yeah. And if the Sox win, they play Thursday, Friday. Now, let me ask you this. who Can either the Sox or the Yankees beat the Rays in a series? No. No. I, I agree. I, I, yeah, I don't think, I don't think I so. Yeah. yeah. The Ra- What the Rays are doing with the $70 million 
payroll is I'm not even surprised anymore after after I mean last year I was like all right wow that's that's impressive and then here they are in the World Series and then this year I didn't even pick them to go to the playoffs because I looked at who they let go Morton Snell yeah um, you know midseason or not early before midseason they traded Donovan like and they I'm lost thinking, last now for the year and they lost last now with TJ yeah so I'm like no no shot and at that time and at that time uh, the Sox were on fire they were having one of the best records in baseball they're winning the division which I thought was insane because they're you know over you know just playing way better than I thought they should have overperforming that's the yeah. word words are hard yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> you got a three year old a two year old and your brain just <laughs> but um Madison and McKenzie correct that's Madison and McKenzie yeah mm-hmm. man they're, they're awesome they keep me going but I just with the Rays they just have the analytical equation, and it's not in not just in game. It's not just in the minor leagues because if you look at all their minor league teams, every one of their minor league teams went to the playoffs or won their division. Right. So this is this is beyond the big leagues. It's the minor leagues, and then it goes beyond that. So it's got to be their scouting because they're scouting certain types of players because they're getting a lot of homegrown talent too. All right, because they got a lot of successful players in the minor leagues, so they're scouting these guys in high school and college and saying. They're tabbing these, starring these guys. Like this guy's really good. This guy's not as good, but he's our player that we need. He he projects into the player that fits our mold, and right. that is the player. Those are the players that are winning baseball games for them. So, do you think they're going to win the American League? I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I can't bet against that. Um, I have a rematch. I have, I know I just took St. Louis, but no, I'm just I hoping. I think I it's a rematch. A rematch too. I, uh, I like the White Sox a lot this year, but just the more and more I watch the Rays, they're just like resilient, man. Like, well, that kid, they're Franco. scrappy. They're really scrappy, and it's really hard to beat them. And Franco's a stud. He's a stud, and he's like fourteen. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> What's crazy is Chris and I were watching a game. It was like midsummer, and as every Rays player comes up to bat, their average is like two thirty. You know, yeah, eleven home runs. It's like, but they always seem somebody hits the big hit every game. Oh, I, I got a cool stat for you. So you just reminded me of something. So I read this the other day. Have you are, Do you ever go on fan graphs very often? No, not too often. So, so there's obviously I have a ton of stats. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a stat called the clutch stat. So I was doing a show on the Mariners and trying to figure out how they were good because they're last in batting average. They're 23rd in runs per game. They're 18th in pitching. Like, like how right, are right. they how good? Really? How are they good? Like, if you read this, you're like, this team sucks, right? And then I see, I saw, okay, they only they leave less than three runners in scoring position every game. I'm like, that's good, but they're also not getting that many hits. So how many players do they actually have in scoring position? And then I found, ran across this clutch stat. So it's a number that it measures your success in high leverage situations. So bases loaded, you know, one run game, seventh, eighth, ninth inning, yeah. offensively and defensively. Do you get the outs? Do you get the runs in uh, in those situations? Most teams since they started this stat like five or six years ago, finished between three and negative three. That's like where the teams end up. Right. The Phillies were actually really good. They finished at like three and a half. Um, they were in second behind the Mariners who were at 9.3. <laughs> wow. Nine. Yeah, I thought it was like, this is a typo, right? right. And like, I kept following it for a few days, and it kept going up to like 9.5, 9.4. You know, and I was like, holy shit, this is – they just get hits when they need to get hits. Right, and, right. And that's like it. They just get big outs and big hits. And I think the Rays, I, I didn't even look at the Rays because I was so blown away at the nine, right? Yeah, right, right. Um, I, I need to look into that and see what the Rays is because I feel like the Rays has got to be up there too. Well, while watching Red Sox-Rays games, you're just like 
somebody gets on base for the Rays and you're like, oh, this guy's scoring. He's like, it just yeah. doesn't matter. You just someone's going to get the big hit. But like Jeremy said, they have a 226 average. <laughs> right. But then they're going to come up and hit a double into the gap, and you're like, right. And that's the thing with teams like that too is they play situational baseball really well. Yeah. Like they're not afraid to choke up and hit the ball the other way because they're like, I'm right, I'm hitting 230. It's not like I'm trying to average here. Right. I'll take my out. I'll, I'll I'll hit a 14 hopper to the second baseman and move the runner over. And then whoever comes up just cleans up, right? Yeah. Runner on third, less than two outs. Just put it in play. And, you know, they're not striking. So well, um, it's funny because the Red Sox, if you look at the last probably like two months when they hit the skid, they leave guys on base left and right. Dude, They're, so many. It it was unbelievable. Like when Verdugo hit the double, I was like, he's just gonna he's just gonna ground out. Like that's just what we we were used to for two months. And then well, this, and look at look at Bogarts. I mean, Bogarts is the leader of the offense. We know that he's a leader of the team, and. He's hitting to a ton of double plays the past couple of weeks. Oh, but every like, time I turn around at work, he was hitting to a double and play. They're, like, and they're yeah. hard hit, and that's what yeah. sucks is because they're like 110 off the bat and are one hopper, two hopper to the shortstop, and it's just like, you know, Taylor made double play. Well, it's funny because and, and that Baltimore series, Bogarts made that third baseman look like a gold glover. Because he, <laughs> he, he literally hit the ball in his glove. It's like, every that's time, what, he what was, it seemed like. He was yeah. peppering that kid, and then finally. And then that last. That last series, he got on base like eight times with the Nats. Yeah. So I know. I, I, I was more frustrated with it. It always seemed, again, and, and obviously I'm working the weekend, so I don't sit in front of the TV and watch it, but it's always on. But I always it feels like he was swinging at every first pitch. Like, oh, yeah, in, was, in situationally, too. Like, you know, you got a runner. I saw it, and I was like, I think it was Friday night. They had a runner on first and second, and he just I turned around. Yeah, first there pitch, were, ground, double play, boom. I'm yeah, like, there were a lot of at-bats from the entire team like that. Yeah, you're right. And I think that just – was that the pressure? Times, was that the pressure they felt? It can be, but it also goes deeper than that. As far as like Scott, like these scouting reports I get are so detailed, man. It's like this guy is eighty percent fastball or eighty percent something slider or whatever first pitch. So they sit it, and if they get it, so that's the hard part of sitting off speed or sitting a certain pitch in the big leagues, especially with higher velocities. You see the pitch out of the hand, but you might not pick up the location perfectly until it's a, you already started your swing because guys are throwing ninety nine. Um, so you might be sitting middle and that fastball ends up running away or running in. So you miss the barrel and you get yeah. a ground ball, but that's just, you know, it's, it's a constant cat and mouse, right? Right. Yeah. So let's go to the NL for a second. Um, two teams, uh, one's not in the playoffs and that's the Padres. I know you're, you're high on them, right? No, I think they suck. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They're, they're loaded. They're loaded with talent. I just, so, I don't like how their organization handled it. They finished under five hundred. Like, how did yeah, that even I, happen? The wheels completely fell off yeah. the last month. Well, they lost eighteen of their last twenty-two. Oh, and then they were infighting, and so is it time to clear house with like the manager and coaching staff and try they to? They already they already fired them. Oh, did they? Oh, they did yesterday. That. Yeah, Tingler. They fired Tingler, well, but they fired Facebook the pitching coach. Facebook is down. Coach I because... can't get my information. At all. <laughs> <laughs> so what? What pissed me off, honestly, was like I don't know. It was like. Like early August, I think they fired Larry Rothschild, their pitching coach. Yeah, yeah. And because Snell was pitching bad, Darvish was pit- like the pitching staff wasn't pitching well. Someone's got to be the scapegoat because they're not gonna they're not gonna send Snell home, right? They're not gonna send Darvish home. They're already thin at pitchers. They're not gonna DFA these guys. Um, and they for some reason the the Padres fan base, which was awful on Twitter to interact with, but. <laughs> I, I brought up the fact. Is there anyone like, that's good to interact with on Twitter? 
That's that's also a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> I just brought up the fact that look, this it this is the big leagues, and a a coach, a hitting coach, a pitching coach, a base running coach, they don't have as much impact on these players' actions as you think they do. They're kind of just there to help if the player needs help. Yeah. They don't really go to these guys and say, "Hey, you need to do this." Like, it's not high school; it's not even college. Like, this is the pinnacle of the sport. These coaches are there to help, and they're there to help you break stuff down and get into it if you want. But they're not constantly in these guys' ear. They're like, hey, "Rothschild ruined Snell. He can't throw strikes." I'm like, "Dude, you haven't been watching Snell the past few years. There's a reason he doesn't go past the fifth inning because his pitch counts at 110. Right? He's always thrown balls. He always goes three two on everybody. Like that's always been his thing." Would you have left him um, in the game was, last year? Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, like, that's another thing. We get, like talking to analytics. It's like analytics, and I understand why the Rays did what they did because analytics is what got them there, and that's how they win. But once you get to the postseason, it's just different. You have to, you have to, you got to use the old school eye test every once in a while. And Kevin Cash is a very good manager, right? Um, who, who I think is is really good at that, but. There's a lot of information and um, influence coming from above him, right? Yeah. yeah. So the guys that write his check. So he has to listen to them as well, um, to that front office, pushing a lot of buttons, making lineups, explaining when they want certain pitching changes. Um, so I understand why he came out. But you, I mean, he had he had like no hit stuff that night, right? Yeah. Like oh, he yeah. only gave up a couple of hits. And I don't know if there was the third time through the rotation, which is a big analytical thing. And that that bullpen, it was the best in baseball this year. I mean, mean, they're second best this year behind, like, the Giants, I think. Right. And, um, yeah, I understand why. But at the same time, it's like, this is the postseason. It's a little different than, like, a game in mid-July. Trust your gut here. Go with your guy. At what what point is a manager – like, you came up, you had Bobby V, right? Yeah. Okay. So that, <laughs> so that was obviously a. Uh, he's actually a local guy now. Yeah, he's, he's, down, in, uh, he's down here. Yeah, he's running for yeah. like mayor. Yeah, Stanford. running for mayor of Stanford. Yeah. Um, at what point though, like going back to Kevin Cash, in that situation, do you just kind of not listen to the people that write your checks, and like, like yeah. if Cash got fired I, I, for leaving him in, he's getting a job tomorrow. Right. Or maybe, yeah, I don't know. I, like, think, there's, there's, I guess it's a certain I, I, amount of clout. I guarantee Kevin, I, Kevin Cash thinks about that move, and he will for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. But that's just a tough – he made that move so many times throughout the year, and it worked. Right, right. There's probably a lot more times he left a guy in too long, and it came back to bite him in the ass. And so, now it's all he's going to be thinking about this postseason. And that's not, and that wasn't, and those times weren't against the Los Angeles Dodgers, and right? Yeah, Mookie Betts and Bell, and, you know, all these Seager who couldn't even get out in the postseason last year. Like, I don't know. I, so I'm fifty fifty on it. I, I, I would have. I mean, if I was a manager, yeah. I mean, hindsight's easy. You know, look back right, and be like, oh, I would have done that. But I, I personally, you stick with your your dude in that situation until he says or his his actions show that he's done. So when it comes to analytics, you know, we, we all sit here and we, we talk about it. And, yeah, baseball is a game of averages, and we all know that stuff. When you're in the dugout, is there just, like, notebooks full of, like, do this in this situation? You know, this guy can't pitch past 85 pitches because the third time through the order, they're hitting, like, 340. Is it just all this information in front of the manager? Um, They have 
they pick and choose their notes. I mean, every manager is different too. Like, if, I yeah. doubt Larusa has that shit in front of him. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right, right. You know what I mean? He's he's got like stuff etched in stone that he's looking at, probably. But it's like, you so, know, like Dave Kapler, probably. You know, he's a new age manager yeah. who lives and dies by by the computer. What about uh, and it, what about Alex Cora? Because he seems to push I, all the right buttons, and his guys love playing for him. So is he more of a traditional go with how you feel? Plus a little he, analytics. I think he is a perfect mixture of both. I think he's a player's manager because he was a player's player. Like he was that guy on the team that everybody loved and went to and trusted. And that's just kind of who he's always been. Uh, and then every player that I've ever talked to that's played for him, like swears by him. Like he's the best manager I ever played for. He, he cares about us on a personal level. He wants us to succeed. Not just it's not just about his job. It's about my job. And that's rare in the big leagues. I'll tell you that. Because even the managers, as much as control as they have over the players, they still are worried about their own job. Because right, right. <laughs> at the end of the day, they're human, and it, they're trying to make money, too, and they're trying to win for themselves. They want to be a Hall of Fame manager, too. You know, um, if, if you had to put a number on it, like there's wins above replacement, what would it, what would that be for Cora? Like if Cora wasn't managing this team? They I mean, we look at like good players. Like the best players in baseball have like a seven war, right? Right. Yeah. So, I, I mean – I mean, we uh, shit. We we saw this team last year with um, who was the bench coach? Ron Renneke. 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 Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> like who? Like who's a great guy, and they loved him there. But he just doesn't have that that X factor that that Alex has. So it's funny um, with Alex. I'll always go back to this. It wasn't. It was 2019. They were in Yankee Stadium, and Sale was getting squeezed, and it was just a horrible umpire. And Cora went out to the mound. No one to warm it up in the bullpen. Just went out to the mound. Just stood there. Wasn't saying anything. And the second the umpire came back to break yeah, it up, it he flipped. He, yeah. he like the switch went. And got tossed out of the game. But he went out there to get tossed. I mean, that's the type of stuff that we see that players. You know, do, do players like that? Like he came out to defend I us. I love that because yeah. when you play in a place like Boston, are you playing in a place like New York or LA, a big market city? big market team nobody if, if your manager doesn't have your back nobody has your back right because right. it, it's like the only the strongest survive right like that's the old cliche but it's like you're gonna get eaten alive in the media but if you especially if you do something stupid or you, you play bad like that's just how it is and you got to get used to that as a player there but if your manager has your back especially in the media and on the field it just makes things so much easier for you and then that respect and that trust just continues to grow and he gets he gets killed too. Like I mean, he, he, I mean, every, I mean, like the people that can't stand him. I'm like, where do you think this team would be if they didn't have Cora? And it's funny because I listen people to people love to be negative, man. That's just, <laughs> that's just how it is. Like, there's literal Red Sox quote fans that just love oh. to see him lose. Yeah, oh, so yeah. they can bitch about it. But that's every team. That's every team, especially the big teams. Right? Is that how you are with like, the Cowboys? No, <laughs> I myself to sleep after week one. I was at that game. In I Tampa, saw that. Yeah. Beat. Uh, I was, that was on my birthday. You my, guys should be uh, four and zero right now. You know what? I don't want to get into it. Greg <laughs> the leg. He had a tough game. He had a tough. Zerline had a tough game. Well, he made some big kicks after his misses. Yeah, but that I mean that offense is that offense is one of the best in the game. They Dak, Dak is earning his. Uh, he's earning his money. That's for sure. Dude, he's so good, man. And he's just. I mean, did you watch Hard Knocks at all? I watched the first two episodes. That was it, though. How can you not pull for Dak after watching? Oh that? yeah. Absolutely. Like just to see, like he like, wanted to be in there, and then and McCarthy the said, "No, aspect. you're out." And he's right. like, "What are you talking about?" 
So wow. random, random fact of of the podcast here. Dak Prescott and I are cousins. Oh really? Really? Yeah. So we're like second or like second or third cousins. Like it's not like we grew up together. So my mom grew up with his mom. They grew up in Louisiana. And um, my mom said she would always spend the summer at her aunt so-and-so's house. I don't remember. And um, she, his mom, who passed away his senior year of college uh, from cancer, was, was always there. And they spent the summers together from the time they were like 10 through when they left and went to college. And um, she never put two and two together until she was talking to some old friends from Louisiana, from that, you know, South Louisiana. And um, they brought up that Dax was doing this and that. And then she's like, why, why are you guys talking about that? You know, I don't, I'm going to ruin the story because I don't remember exactly what it was. But <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> long story long. Um, she, we had the same like great grandfather. <laughs> wow. Really? It's like, yeah. So we, we connected. So is that how we got tickets um, to the game? <laughs> that's not how I got tickets. I, I would never be that guy. I'll never be that guy. We don't like talk or anything. It's not like yeah, I yeah, connected yeah. when I played for the Rangers and uh, in 2017, and uh, talked about it because that's when I found out. I'm sitting in. I did. I had a day off on a on a Sunday day game, and the Cowboys game was starting. I was in the family room with my mom and dad. They drove up from Texarkana. It was like three hours to Dallas to come hang out, and. Um, we're in the family room, the Cowboys game starting, and they're like, oh, I forgot to tell you, that's your cousin. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Like, how do you not, like, that's all amazing. I'm going to go get a jersey tomorrow. <laughs> that's cool, you know? Chris, do you so, know who Will does talk to? Who? Ryan Mallett. Do you really? Yeah. They're, bust, yeah. they're, they're buds. Really? Our, okay, so our dad's coached together. So his dad recently passed away, like, a month ago. Like out of nowhere, oh, yeah. sad, really sad. Yeah. yeah, he was still coaching high school ball and everything. He didn't wake up one morning, uh-huh. and um, yeah, it was awful. But um, yeah, Ryan and I grew up together. Our dads coached together when we were like middle schoolers, and we were the like the ball boys on the football team, right? And we we're just out there, you know, getting in trouble. But um, you could have seen him. You should have seen him throw a football in high school. I mean, it was. I watched him as an eighteen-year-old. On his knees on the fifty yard line, throw the ball through the goalposts. That's like sixty oh, plus yards right. on his knees, dude. Oh, um, then he went to Michigan, obviously, and then then went to Arkansas. And, I mean, the, his first year uh, with the Patriots, I was in Pawtucket. It was two thousand eleven, and uh, he had he was going to camp, and I was like had like a month in AAA. I just got called up from Portland, so we lived together. So that was pretty cool. It was like me, him, like Stephen Ridley. Remember Ridley? Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Who fumbled once yeah. and never, <laughs> and, never saw and him again. And lost his job. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he was our, our he was our uh, he was our first official Tom Brady replacement. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> the way yeah, I kind of he was our it. third round pick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Third round pick. Nobody ever replaces Tom Brady. No. no. Well, we found that out last time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean. That was a good game last night. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chris it was and I are going to talk game. a little bit later about it. It was but... a good game. I thought the fans did a great job, too. Like, when he came yes. on the field pregame, like, chanted his name. I thought it was perfect. Yeah. And, yeah, then, and they then they booed him later. They booed him right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> Which we all expected. He, he expected it. I mean, let's be honest. He knows it better than anyone. Yeah. I, I was screaming at the TV to go for it on fourth and two. I did not want to kick the field goal there. No. But, what am I mean, yeah. I don't have six rings. But, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch the whole game last night, or? I I didn't watch the last like I didn't watch the last quarter because I had I had a really early show in CBS this morning so I was like I had to get up at six so I went to bed. Now you had your own podcast, correct? 
Wake and yeah, Rake? Yeah, we um, Wake and Rake pod. Yeah, we did a ton in the first half, and then my co-host went on a, a honeymoon for like a month, and then I got COVID, and then we uh, – He might have gotten COVID at Stonebridge, by the way, Chris. That could have been. <laughs> I'm serious. Bro, I got home from that trip and was sick, and I was like, oh, boy. It was I, I got good. it a month later. Okay, well, at least you didn't get it from me then. Yeah, no, I actually, I wouldn't even have known my girlfriend was going to get surgery, so she had to get, you know, tested oh, before surgery. Oh, so I was, I was, as, I was asymptomatic ass. the whole time. So do you lose, like, Lucky taste, bastard. smell, and all that stuff, Will? I still don't have it back completely. Wow. And it's been, like, a month and a half, I guess? Yeah. Oh, crazy. My mom's, she got it last Thanksgiving. She hasn't gotten her taste back. I have, I think like, she exaggerates a little bit. I love taste, your mom, can, it, but... <laughs> Yeah, I can still taste and smell, but it's it's like not all the way normal. And there for like a, the first like three or four weeks, I could just tell if it was. I mean, there was a full two weeks that I couldn't taste or smell anything, which was really weird. And yeah. then the next couple weeks, I could taste sweet or salty, but if I closed my eyes, I couldn't tell you what it was. Really, it's so weird, man. I don't want to delve too much into uh, COVID and all this stuff, but what are your thoughts? It's just totally unrelated. It just popped in my head on uh, like Kyrie Irving and all these guys not being vaccinated, basically potentially losing millions of dollars because they well, can't play. Well, they announced it. it today. It's 382000 a game if he doesn't play. Wow. Damn, that's crazy. I mean, I guess he's got enough money not to, that he can do that. Well, but. yeah. <laughs> he's not hurting, <clears throat> I mean, for sure. I understand both sides of it, I guess. Like, I, I would get vaccinated. I got vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, it's less about me and more about other people. I guess that's well. That's so kind that's of my point with like Cam Newton and all that. Like, well, so as a teammate, if someone's not vaccinated, do you do you look at them different? Like, kind of like, uh, I don't think I would. No, like right. with the whole like sale thing and all that. Like, I no. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, it went through. Like, the... I, I understand, and I and I, I understand why. I'm trying to pick my words smoothly here and smartly, but don't worry. Uh, I have like, seven listeners. Don't yeah, worry. don't worry about it. <laughs> Put it this way: my parents aren't going to really care. I, I, I fully am pro-vax. I, I do, I do think you should get the vaccination, especially if it's just if it can help you not spread it by one percent. Like it's worth it, right? You know, like I don't think they're chipping us. I don't think uh, it's like changing like our our brains. Like it's 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 a fucking vaccine, dude. Yeah. Like just. They're not going to just release something that's going to kill everybody. Like, right. <laughs> I understand freedoms. I understand if you don't want to get a flu vaccine, you don't have to get it. I understand that, but I don't know. Well, I get some I people that run through. I get some people that run through my restaurant. I tell you, I get everyone that it's it's genocide to it. I mean, it's just like what people uh, think. I just, just being behind the sticks and listening to all these people talk about it. You know, obviously, yeah, when it for, comes to. An, Unfortunately, it's just gone all political. Yeah, you know, no, it's like, yeah. oh, you don't want to vax your Republican, or right. you do want to vax your Democrat. Like that, that's the stupid shit. Like it's not political. It's it's been made political by the politicians, unfortunately. Oh, 100%. <laughs> One last thing on all that. Like my, I am not vaccinated. My brother got it, uh, the Pfizer shot, and okay. he was sent into six hours of anaphylactic shock. Woke up in a hospital. Didn't know where the hell he was. And this what? was three days before I was scheduled to get mine. You're Quick like, story, I went to my doctor and I told him what happened. He said, well, do you share any allergies? I said, well, my brother has a bad nut allergy. I have a slight nut allergy, but, you know, I also have anxiety. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know if I want to get this. So my doctor said, then don't. And I said, okay. And uh, and that's that. But I just feel like people 
like like Chris said, like in the dugout, would you look at me differently? Like it just, I don't know. It's like my yeah, personal on a choice. sports level and like away from like real life and politics and this and that. Right. No, right. I wouldn't. So, all right, that's our Vax chat with yeah. Will Middlebrooks, everybody. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, another thing, hey, sorry, I'm going to add thing to it. Another thing we might not know is, like, certain guys that are not getting Vax may have, like, had it, and we just don't know. Like, I know there's right. a couple people in spring training and stuff that people didn't know had it, and I know they did. Well, and, I mean, and that's, that's the, the case. It's like, it, I think. Because the antibodies, I have, the, I have the antibodies now. But what's crazy? Right. What's crazy to me is watching the Sox at the Rays, and all of a sudden in the middle of the inning, Cor and them are yelling oh, at Bogarts, yeah, yeah pile, get out of the like, game. you know, come out. And they as soon as he went, everybody's like, "What's going on?" And then I think it was Eck was like, "He must have it." That happened on the View too. The, yeah, they <laughs> pulled them off. That's, hey, that's another thing about the Sox. It's impressive. Is yes, they overperformed. I think they were tabbed at like eighty wins this year preseason, yeah. and then COVID crushed, crushed them. them. Crushed them. And, and they're still in the. They got the first wild card spot, man. Yeah. I mean, it's like crazy. If you, if, if you told me that as a Sox fan, the first game of the year, or before the first day of the season, if you said, "Hey, you're going to win 92 games, you're going to go to a wild card game, sign here," I would have said, "Hell oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely." So hell let, yeah. So let me ask. So many people bashing these teams still, which makes no sense. To me. So I'll pose a scenario for you because I. It got me crazy, and I was texting Jeremy like, I can't believe this. If I told you that in the ninth inning of game 162, you need to win, and they handed the ball to Nick Pavetta, you would have looked at me like I was crazy, right? <laughs> That's a great point. Dude, I remember, I, I mean, even yesterday, um, I had to turn on, like, fucking Sesame Street or something for my kid because she was losing her mind. It was, like, dinner time when I was watching their game. And uh, so – I turned it off for like five minutes and then I turned it on my phone because I was like, it's not ninth inning. I saw Devers go deep and then I wasn't kind of, I wasn't paying attention. I looked back and I heard Pavetta and I was like, huh? Like <laughs> what? And it's what funny because he went, he went three and oh on the first batter. Me and Jeremy are texting each other going, throw strikes, throw strikes, <laughs> just throw strikes. Just throw strikes. <laughs> Bro, and then he just straight buckled Soto to end the game. Yeah. He did. Like arguably the best hitter in baseball. Yeah. Is Devers a future MVP? Say that again. Is Devers a future MVP? I mean, yeah. Right? <laughs> he has 30 I mean, homers and 113 yeah. RBIs. Like, All right. So, and he's, he's, let's not forget he's 24. Right. right. So, like, he's, he's breaking he's 10 billions his records <laughs> right now. Right. Right. So, yeah, is, he, it, is he a future third baseman to you, though? Like, is he a guy without a position? Um, He's still a third baseman to this point. I just think he needs to get in a little bit of shape. Yeah, he's a pudgy guy. I mean, yeah. he's just a soft guy. I mean, he just—it's like baby fat almost, right? It's it still like, looks, it looks like he yeah. has baby fat. Yeah, like I, I feel like he should have braces. So you know what? <laughs> it's it's funny because we talk about the media in Boston. We talk about people getting killed. Uh, Devers gets killed for his defense, but this year it started with Bogarts. Do you see Bogarts as a future shortstop, or is there a different position for him? Um, I think. I mean, I haven't looked at Bogey's defensive metrics from this year, but I think Bogey could be a good third baseman. I mean, I've seen him play third base. I mean, I, I had a herniated disc in the postseason, 13, and he came in and played third base for me. Yeah, like, right. And that was at, as like a 20-year-old, right? Yeah. Um, so, Bogey's athletic enough, and not only that, his work ethic is better than anybody's I ever played for, played really? played with. Really? Wow. Bogey works his ass off. And it, you're never going to hear about it. You're never going to hear him talk about it because that's not who he is. Um He's one of the most humble human beings I've ever met. And I'm not just saying that because he was my teammate. 
you ask anybody about Xander Bogarts, and they'll say he is like salt of the earth, great human being, and he works his ass off. Okay, so when he opts out, you have to pay him, right? I mean, they already they they chose not to pay Mookie. I get it. Like they wanted to. Well, reset. he's not. It's not going to be. Yeah, that's not going to be Mookie money though. So it's like. I mean, do you know if you had to guess numbers? What do you think he he would want, or what do you think they would offer? I would do you think, guess. So they offered Mookie eight two hundred, and I could see that. I mean, oh, man, that's so tough. This one, I'm not a GM, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> or an owner. Um, I mean, I'm all for the player just getting broke off and paid. Because um, don't I forget, mean, they have to. You they have, have to pay to Devers like, too. That's the thing is like Bloom is not used to having money. (laughs) He has money now. Like, so like, why not have the best of both worlds? Let's run this analytical squad like you want and like how Tampa does, but let's do it with superstars. So that's what Friedman does with the Dodgers. That's exactly what he's doing. So that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying go out and have a $240 million payroll. I'm saying you can probably stay under the luxury tax and be around 200. Um, if you want, I mean, I'm not. I shouldn't be spending other people's money, but I feel like that's what the Sox need to do. Those are the, those are the Red Sox, man. Like, oh, trust me, I, it drives me nuts. There's 36,000 people in that should, stadium. Every the reason night. now, right. I will say, the reason they didn't spend a ton this year, and the reason they didn't make a huge splash at the trade deadline and get rid of all those uh, prospects, they didn't expect to be in this position. Number one. They didn't think they were going to be winning the division at the time when the trade deadline came around. They didn't think they'd be playing for a wild card game. Be nice to have Scherzer um, pitcher tomorrow, though. <laughs> yeah, but it's also going to be a nice in the next, two, you know, two to five years, still having prospects and homegrown prospects that you have control of for five years. Right. So it's like, Dabrowski torched that system yeah. for a World Series for a ring. I get it. That's what he does, though. It's what he's always been known for. You know, I read a, he's but funny to bring up because I read an article that a lot of these players, as much as he torched the system, like he's got a lot of leftovers that are really helping this team. No, he does. I'm and I'm not and I'm not crushing him for that. Well, I'm, I'm not just a saying Dombrowski guy anyway. But. Bloom, Bloom has is really done a good job with the system. I feel like the past couple of years. No, they went um, from it, 22 to 9. Taken, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. They're top 10 now, and it's – do you want to clean that out? Uh, that's the thing, too, is you look at them versus the Rays. We just talked about this. If you bring in Scherzer, I still don't think you beat the Rays in, in the postseason. Right. Even with Scherzer, even with the uh, with Avaldi, Sale, I just don't. I just think they're the better team. Well, and it's I like, think – It's the old baseball thing, right? You, you want young, controllable talent. That's it. Right. That's it. I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. I mean, it doesn't just grow on trees. Um, and that's what got know. the Seattle GM fired, right? For admitting that. <laughs> well, yeah, for tampering <laughs> with service time. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> Which is has been going on since it's you know right. forever. Forever. Someone just. I mean, did that affect you in it. your career, or were you you were called up because um, you was hurt? I got called up, but then like I randomly got sent down in 2013, and I was playing decent. Like yeah. I, I didn't have a high average about my, like my power numbers. I was slugging. I was swinging the bat decent. Um, and I got sent down for like a month and a half. It was kind of out of nowhere. And um, came back up. And after the season, I was going to – so I was going to go to arbitration. I was going to be a super two. I had enough time under my belt, enough service for like two – basically two full years. So I could go to arbitration a year early. But I missed it by one day of service. Oh, oh. 
And I was like, oh, <laughs> now I get it. So that happens, right? Because like there, it, it happens like, all the time, but no one ever talks about it because it's just. Was it Chris Bryant? Happens. Chris Bryant mentioned it, right? He was the, I think he was the one that brought it up because he, he. Yeah, they waited like three, two, three weeks to bring him up. Right. right. And, and just because it would have, it didn't kickstart the numbers until the following year, right? Right. You get a, you get an extra year of, yeah, before he goes to arbitration, you have to pay him. Hmm. So, I yeah. was actually I played in. Is the that game something that's going to come Chris up in the Bryant CBA? With, you think? Uh, Just yeah, how they handle sure. all that? Yeah, it has, yeah, to. It has to. But be. at some point, it's like, how do you prove right. we're not sending them down because we want to send them down? Right. You know, like where's the line? Two fifty? Yeah. Like, like he's hitting two forty nine. We're going to send him down. Yeah. Now. Like that's uh, as a, it's as a, a tough a, thing to to iron out. As a player, you know, say like a Chris Bryant or like you got sent down. As that transaction's happening, you're sitting there thinking. Are you sitting there thinking to yourself like, "This is all about arbitration. This is all about gaining an extra year." For me, no, I, I didn't like quite fully understand the, the business side of it yet. I was in my second year, and so I no, not yet. Chris Bryan, I'm sure all I had to do was turn on MLB Network, and they were talking about it. Right. Yeah. You know, that's what I was saying. Second ago, when he debuted, I was with the Padres, and I was I was playing against him in his debut. Oh, and, oh wow. And James Shields punched his ticket four times. Really? <laughs> yeah. Everybody was like, "What?" The Big fuck? game, James. Bro, they had a they had a billboard right outside the stadium of him before he even got called up. Oh wow! Like, how does that? So they yeah, knew. Tough, I right? mean, that's that's where it's tough, right? Because they knew day one he's coming up. They just waited right. a month, like three weeks. Everybody or a month. knew. Yeah, everybody knew. They're probably just. I don't know. They're probably trying. The best way to do it is just try to tinker with. Uh, arbitration in a way that it doesn't benefit one side or the other where it's just kind of like a, a strict line like there's yeah. no like it just is what it is so, right so you brought up so we've talked about arbitration can you just what was that like for you like you give a number they give a number and then you sit there and you talk what what's that like when you know you and your agent are like all right we're gonna ask for this number and then they come back yeah. what's that well how does that feel well, they run like all these analytics and computer systems. They come up with a number, and your agent knows that number too. So obviously, you just go in a little higher. The, the issue with with that is just a lot of players. <laughs> it, you leave with a bad taste in your mouth because there's all these people in front of you at an arbitration uh, trial. I guess you call it. But yeah. Where all these front office members and like sometimes coaches and and people who care a lot about you have to just absolutely shit on you. Yeah. So because, because they, they want the arbiter to be like you win because you made these great points about how shitty he is. So <laughs> right. It's, it's funny. Like, but that, that. that really, that really is how it goes. Like they're like, this is why we don't want to pay you. And then you, then you and your agent are like, well, this is why you should. So it's funny. So, uh, I don't know if you, you remember him. This is old school. So me and Jeremy, well, Rich Gedman was a catcher for the Red Sox right. in the eighties. And I know Getty. Majorly, you know Getty? Okay. His son and I played literally together. He was sitting out because of our, uh, he was holding out after the 86 season. And he was telling my dad, I remember, I'll never forget it because I'm like, I was so confused. He's like, he's like, I just went in there and they were like, you suck at this. You suck at that. You suck exactly. at this. I'm not going to pay you. <laughs> it, it's, it's exactly what it is. And, and you leave. A lot of times players won't settle and then they'll just leave. They're right, like, right. oh, these guys. Even though it's it's just a business, but that's just 
That's just how it goes, man. Do you I mean, see, a, do you see a striker lockout this year? I don't think so. No. I think there's too much money yeah. on the table, man. And baseball's already, after the whole COVID stuff, like it was already kind of a bad spot. And then with this season with Shohei and, yeah. um, you know, the, the way the season ended up with, you know, I feel like we maybe gained some fans this year. So it definitely came back because there's yeah, a lot. So, like, why take a step back and, like, right, piss yeah. people off more? Like, I, I'm not going to lie. Last year, I barely watched it. One, the Sox were never in it. I obviously right. watched the playoffs because just, just yeah. you know, it's my nature. But And they were great. But I just it, – it took me a while to, like, even – 60 games, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I know they, they – they, they, like, no fans. Right, no, no fans. fans. Sucks even when you watch the game. I went – so I went to a Red Sox game earlier this year, and it was the day before they allowed 100% capacity. So they were at 33%. Okay. And it was glorious. No line to the bathroom. No line to get a beer. That's true. And yet they're still <laughs> no, but the like crowd. It's, it's nice to see the big crowds back and all that. And yeah. So what? Obviously, you know, you came up through the Sox system. You played at Fenway, um, 2013. You win the World Series with them. I was actually at Game Two of the Better World Series when Poppy. They, you guys lost, but uh, Poppy hit the home run in the place. It's unbelievable. Just the electricity oh, yeah. in that place. What's What's Poppy? Do you have a? I don't. I don't want you to call Poppy out, but do you have any kind of Poppy story? Like the great. Like what was it like when he hit the grand slam in the playoffs against the Detroit? Oh, dude. Okay, so that was the first time I was like literally speechless in my life. Yeah. I was on third base. For, I I let off that inning with a double, and I ended up off uh, Jose Veras, I think was the pitcher, and when I was hitting, and then obviously Joaquin Benoit came in for Poppy. So I was on third when he hit the grand slam. So I had the best seat in the house because right. I'm running, I'm like trotting down the third baseline. And I think I had like the highest vertical of my life. when I <laughs> And Tori. So Tori Hunter's like one of my boys, like close friends. I always worked out with Tori in the off seasons in Dallas for like six straight years. So obviously I'm like, damn, is Tori okay? But like, yeah, I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> you, know, right? you know, that was like, and, I don't know. I get to the dugout. Like, we're all, like, hugging each other to play. We go in the dugout. Place is, like, shaking. And Ugh. if you watch a replay of it, uh, of Poppy coming out for a curtain call, I'm, like, right at the bottom of the steps with Ellsbury as he, like, walks up. But that's, Ellsbury, that's a name you haven't heard. Right, right? yeah. Uh, Probably the most region signing in the history of baseball. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Carl Crawford. So I'm standing Crawford. there with Els at the bottom yeah. of the steps, and Poppy goes up for his, his, uh, his curtain call. And you can see me on the video, like, look towards L's, and I go, this is the coolest thing I've ever fucking seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, that team, just, though, that team, you guys were, I mean, that was so much Johnny fun. Holmes, we were so uh, close, man. When I tell you we were close, like, that group of guys would have died for each other. Right. Like, that is what it felt like. Like, we, if someone, if I was like, man, this, if I called somebody, I was like, hey, this guy's giving me shit at a restaurant. Ten guys would have shown up to kick his ass. Right, like, right. It, like it wasn't just on the field. Like we did, we hung out off the field, at the field, on the way to the field. Like it didn't matter. We were. It just started in spring training. It sounds like everyone says that. Like, oh, we just knew in spring training we were going to do this. Right. Yeah. No, we really like had these conversations. I mean, you know what started? And that team had no expectations. Yeah. The predictions came out that we were going to get dead fucking last. Right. That's and right. It pissed us off. Yeah. You know what's funny it is that uh, off it is the group we have with Napoli and Johnny and Petey and and just the combination of uh, of personalities on that team just meshed perfectly together. And then the Boston bombings happened yeah. right, at the marathon, marathon bombings, and um, that 
that pushed us, man. Like that. Yeah. I get poppy speech. I, I know, like, yeah. yeah, but there's some, and I talked about this today on CBS when I was talking about the Giants, like why they're good because they don't have stud players. There is there is something to King team chemistry and playing mm-hmm. for one another and playing for something more than name on the back of your jersey something from playing for more than even what's on the front of your jersey like playing for your teammates and your city it just fuels you man when you 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 just overperform your your natural ability when you have something else to play for and i think that's what made us good i, I watched you guys and uh that was funny. The way you guys, like in the playoffs in the World Series, were jumping out of the dugout and like running onto the field, grabbing beards and everything. I was like, this looks like a slow pitch <laughs> softball team of like best friends that are all. That's just... what we were, man. We'd kick their ass in slow pitch softball too. Yeah, it's all. It didn't matter. You got some like, it didn't matter. Like whatever it was, we were gonna do it together, and we were gonna beat your ass and make you look funny about it. Like that's just, that's just that was our mentality. It was just like. Don't fuck with us. So Random, I'm going uh, to play a sound clip. So this is, you guys head to St. Louis, tied 1-1, and this happens. Tied game in the day. Jay, rounds one, Pedroia makes the play, throw home, two out, over the third, it gets away, Alan Craig is going to come to the plate, here's the throw! Now, I forgot who was playing third that game until I knew you were coming on the show. And I'm like, that's right. We almost on third in that game. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it funny cool. how stuff gets forgotten because you won? Thank God. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, what was what was going through your head? Like, when did you feel you interfered with them? Uh, like, you could watch the play a million times and just be like, well, yeah. you were, like, leaning for the ball. Your feet came up in the air. Yeah, so, it wasn't intentional. Yeah, so the ball, the ball took me, obviously, inside the baseline. And so... Alan, what's crazy? I ended up playing with him the next year, but yeah. my glove, my glove went kind of into his chest, so I couldn't open my glove, and the ball just—I didn't know where the ball went. I thought it hit him and was like really close by, so I went to get up, and when I went to push myself up, it was right when he was stepping over me. Right. So, and then I tripped him. So I get that question all the time: Did you trip him on purpose? I didn't even know he was going over. Right. Because I knew I was inside the baseline, like four feet right so i thought since he got to the bag we ran into each other he would have to go like retouch the bag and like you know what i mean he hit the bag and then he was he was on the second base side of it after the collision but he just stepped right over me and went home when so when you're on the field do you do you kind of know what's happening like i know you know you didn't know where the ball was but like i didn't know like like joe buck is confused no one knows who's safe who's out and then luckily like daniel nava was backing that up like they teach in Little League, you right, know, yeah. right? And that, and it, what I thought was going to be the coolest second or coolest double play ever to end a you know, or to end a World Series. Right. I think that would have sent it to extra innings, but um, and then they called him safe, and I just remember being so confused because I was like, he was out by like six feet. Oh right. yeah, he was out by mine. And then, and so I go, and then I and I then I see him pointing at me, saying obstruction. So I'm like on a dead sprint, like what? So did I they go, explain it to you? Me, I go, what do you want me to do? Right, like, right. Where do you want me to go? And Jim Joyce looks at me and goes, you got to disappear. <laughs> what? That's what he said. And I went, Jim, I didn't work on that in the off season. <laughs> you know, I worked on curveball machine. I didn't, you know, I didn't work on, you know, disappearing in a World Series game. Um, he's like, 
And then I ended up talking to him later that night, and he was just like, I feel terrible. Like, I can't. I, I, and he's always in the middle of controversial shit, right? <laughs> and, and, like, great dude, too. Because he came and found me after the game, which he probably shouldn't have done. It's probably against the rules for umpires. But he came and found me and was like, I just want to, like, apologize in the fact that I know I, this puts you in a really terrible spot. He's like, but by rule, like, I, I had to make that call. And I'm like, I respect that you just could come talk to me about this. Yeah. Right. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, but thank God we won. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I didn't really like, like, when I started, you know, delving into the show and then when I was having you on, I'm like, I forgot all about this. But That's, had we another lost thing is, that Another year? thing uh, that people don't know is, like, in that World Series, see, I played a good amount of uh, the other two series. Right. I had a herniated disc in my back that wasn't public. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I just got Warzone shots for like the last two months of the season to get Who through. Was the coach? Because... Belichick hiding your injury yeah, right. <laughs> I I asked for it not to be public just because I didn't want I don't know, I didn't want to talk about it and yeah. I didn't want him to be like, Oh, if he's he's struggling, like why are they playing him if he's hurt and then it's just more distracting. Right. And uh so I was just getting I got a couple Corazone shots like straight into my spine, trying to like shrink it back down and you know, because it was poking out and bulging and all that fun stuff and um, I woke up the day before the World Series and I could barely get out of bed. Like, oh. It was awful. And uh, so that play happened. And I, I don't know if that played into me not being able to get up as fast or, you know, I had enough adrenaline pumping. I probably, I probably couldn't feel it anyways. But, right. and, and enough uh, Toradol and Painkiller to fill a small village. But, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I don't know if that played into it. But I know the next day I was so sore just from like trying to go out there and compete at that level with that that injury and that just after that season this is another thing I got derailed in the public because I wouldn't go play winter ball and uh, that I that I just denied that I they asked me to play winter ball and I told them I wouldn't do it which was totally false and I got crushed for it and it's because I I literally had to I was hurt. I had to like get healthy. By the time I was going to get healthy, it was going to be like Christmas, and then it's time for spring training. So right. I was like, "Why would I go play winter ball?" You know. Right. But uh, right, so, yeah, so, it's just a lot of shit that in the in the media and the public uh, that, that that the public doesn't know. So with, especially me, with injuries. Let me ask you a question about that because it's funny. Boston's a notorious known for being a hard place to play, and the media is tough and everything. When you're in a dugout, I've always I've always wanted to know this question. Like and. <laughs> A reporter walks in, you're like, Jesus Christ, this guy again? Who's like, do, yeah, anybody. Like, do you see a reporter coming and you're just like, I don't want to deal with this guy today? There were, yeah, there were definitely certain guys. Yeah. But, but I mean, there were certain, there's certain guys that just always write negative shit. Oh, yeah. That's Shaughnessy. Shaughnessy. Like, yeah. It's become Tomasi. Not me. You said it. I'm saying it. This is my show. No, no, no. No, no I'm <laughs> saying it. Like, I, I just, you can't tell which way I'm shaking my head, but I'm well, shaking it. But, uh, but that's what, I mean, that's what we, like, a guy walks into the locker room and you're like, no matter what I say, it's going to be spun negative. Like, do I really have to talk to this guy today? Yes. It's like, does that stuff happen? Yeah. I mean, we had, I mean, there's certain guys that wouldn't talk to certain guys. I yeah. mean, I'm not right, going to so, right, so go, let's go the, the other direction. Who did you like to see? I love Pete Abe. Yeah. Pete Abraham. Yeah, yeah. He's my guy. I mean, yeah. we're still in touch. And, like, now that I'm on the media side of things, I'll hit him up with Boston questions, and if I'm doing a Boston segment, ask him questions about stuff because he's so good at his job. Yeah, um, I love Peter Gammons. Uh, yeah. He's just a legend. <laughs> he's just a legend, man, and he's still doing it. I saw him on uh, MLB Network on High Heat right yeah. before you guys called me. 
Um, couldn't really understand him, but he was doing. Yeah. He's still doing it. He but, uh, he writes for uh, the Athletic, and I read all his stuff. I yeah. have since I was a little kid when he was with the Globe. Mm-hmm. There's way there's way more really good writers out there than there are bad ones. So um, most of the Boston writers, like Gordon Eads, was always a, I always loved Gordon Eads. Yep. Yeah. Who's, I thought uh, he was great. He, he didn't work there anymore. Who's the one that passed away last year? I'm sorry. Um, uh, oh, my gosh. Gaffardo. Gaffardo. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was a good one, too. At he, spring training, man. Yeah, he yeah. was at the field, dude. He was always like, on the game. And, Pete yeah. Abe was there. That was like his best friend. Yeah. And uh, that was that was tough because he was, he, was, he was a good guy, too. All right. So I got one more clip I want to play for you. All right. This, no, this is a good one. <laughs> One, I love Remy. Uh, do you have any? Because I'm, I'm, I'm like part of that Facebook group, Don Rosillo and Jerry Remy fan club, and people have been asking how he's doing. I know it's a private issue. Um, well, they but, gave him a big shout out at the end of the game on Nesson yesterday. Did they? They said, you know, please pull for our friend. He's going to get through it. We can't wait to have him back and everything. Um, do you have you? Do you have any connection? Do you talk talk to Remy or Jenny? Jenny talked to him maybe a month ago. Oh okay, and um, he's still fighting him, man. He was—he said he was feeling better, good, um, but good. we didn't really get like a like a, a real straight answer or anything. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I'm not gonna make it up. But Remy, man, he was awesome. There were so many times. What did you have for dinner that night, by the way? <laughs> That's got to be a game that always sticks in your head. Hitting okay, three so we were in we were in Toronto. So I love when we went there in the locker room in the back. There was like a players' lounge area type where you like the cafeteria and all that. Like you would eat. There was a guy there that always made uh, bacon cheeseburgers, and they were like, <laughs> they would always tell us like, dude, don't. Go, they would tell all of us, don't crush the bacon cheeseburgers. I know they're good, but like those <laughs> things don't. They sit pretty heavy for the game, right? And uh, but every time I went there, and this I was like 23, 24, so I was like, whatever, I just crush whatever, and it didn't matter. So I had like for some reason I had one when I got to the field that day. Trying to remember, I, I did. I had two that day. I don't. I don't know if it was two before the game or one before, or one after. But that was when I go to there in Toronto. Was there was a guy that would make burgers. I mean, they had like legit food there. But I would just be like, "What's up? Man? You made me a bacon cheeseburger." I know there's like prime <laughs> rib out here, but I grew up in like Podunk, East Texas, and this uh, bacon cheeseburger is my shit. What was your go-to bar in Toronto? I went there once and saw a, a, a Blue Jays game, and we always oh, ended up man. at uh, 99, the Gretzky place. I don't remember the name. There's a place over by our hotel. We played. We stayed in. Uh, is it called Yorkville? Mm-hmm. I think Yorkville. It's like it's like a little bit outside downtown, but um, walking distance. There was a rooftop bar at this place, and it had really good whis- whiskey collections. So that's where we always went. Oh, nice. uh, I don't. I don't remember the name of it though. Speaking right, of so, whiskey, well, let me ask you this: Was there ever a time that you remember that you stayed out way too late the night before a game? That stuck out to you. This is pre Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> I say, uh, um, or or like a group of guys. You're yeah, like, oh, man, we really tied it on yeah. last night. <laughs> I mean, we did that a lot. <laughs> I mean, on, I mean, honestly, we did because you play a game, you don't you don't really get out somewhere until like midnight. Yeah. Right. right. But then, but then, 
on the road, you you sleep, you can sleep to like twelve or one, and then go to the field. So yeah. it's not like you don't have time to sleep, right? Like even if you're out till four a.m., you still get eight hours of sleep, right? That's what I would say about this sport over all the others. Is like it must be nice to like know you're in Toronto for three days. Like I, I know, I know uh, a friend of mine used to work for the Indiana Pacers uh, when Larry Bird was coach, and like they were just all. I mean, when you're on a road trip, you're always on the move in bas in basketball. Yeah. You know, like you leave after that game, and then you so you're, you don't you don't arrive at your hotel at four in the morning. At least in baseball, three four games. Right, Same with football, like right, yeah, 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 exactly. You get a couple days on each side of it. Um, what was your favorite city yeah. to go out in? Oof. Besides Boston, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, Toronto was great. I'm thinking. I mean, I like Texas, but uh, well, how was, was San like, Diego I, when you were there? San Diego was beautiful. Yeah. Great place to live. The taxes were fucking terrible. Well, that's, but, that's California, um, yeah. Y'all, you're losing like more than half your check. But um, I love living out there. I'm trying to think, like going out. You know what was fun? Seattle. I was, just, I, was funny, I was just gonna say, how was Seattle? Because we stayed right down the street from uh, what's like Pikes, like the Pikes outdoor place. like yeah. market, yeah. like market or whatever. So you you could just <laughs> yeah 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 you yeah. could just walk down there and then like the original Starbucks is like right there. It it was I loved it there because it was all I I love like cloudy dreary like yeah cool days and it was it was always like that there. That's and how I was, it is like, here right Walmart now and I love it. Yeah, I love this. Yeah, weather. I love it. Oh, hey, you know what? This is another thing I think that could hurt Garrett Cole in this game. It's going to probably be in the 50s. Right. It's going to oh, be cold. Right. It's yep. supposed to rain all the day. The ball but it's is going to be hard to... to grip without shit, dude. So when That's I go to the game stuff. tomorrow night, uh, is there a bar I should go to and say, hey, I had Will on last night and the bartender's <laughs> going to know who I'm talking about? <laughs> dude, I haven't been to Boston in so long. Yeah. Um, they're probably not even – the bartenders are probably all married with kids now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're staying at the I, um, Encore, though. We're over at the casino. I stayed, so I lived, I lived in in Southie. Mm-hmm. I oh, love yeah. Southie. Yeah. And, um, so I always went to Lincoln Tavern. Yep. Um, which they have really good food, really good brunch there, too. But I, it's a cool little bar at night. I actually um, lived on East 7th Street for a year. Okay. Yeah, I was right on the corner. The T-Stop, Broadway and Dorchester right there. Yep. I, there's a apartment complex right on top of that. I lived up there right above. It, you, there used to be a Steffi's there. I don't know if it's still there. I don't so think it is. I'd always go down to Steffi's as well, which just because it was like walking distance. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I got the Red Sox. I mean, the Red Sox. I got the the Rays and the Dodgers. Chris, who you got? The Homer in me says Red Sox, Dodgers, but I, I realistically, I think, I think like for all the things we touched on, I just don't see the Rays losing. So, well, just so you know, Chris, and we have another really best friend of our Joe. A little shout out to Joe. Um, the schedule will come out for a certain Boston team, and they will like one sixty two and zero. Yeah, pretty much. It's just like they. <laughs> yeah. I, it, it infuriates me. They run down like the Pat. We did a football preview show, and uh, I you definitely had the Patriots at least three and one, probably four and zero. I think so. We weren't losing last <laughs> night, and here we are at one and three. So he's he's definitely the homer of all homers. So, well, I'm thinking. Okay, who I, you got? Who are you going it. with? Um, I definitely think the Rays won the American League. Mm-hmm. Um, the NLs. You know how I want to win the World Series is the Giants. I do. I don't I, want this to be a. Right, so like, I want to bring up the Giants a little bit. So I don't know anything about that. Team. So are they for real? Yeah, that's exactly like that's it. Like 
They they, they look play at it late staff. at night. I don't watch them as much. Exactly. Well, their manager. So Gabe Kapler was my first. My my excuse me. My last manager I ever had. Yeah, I was uh-huh. I was with Philly when I got hurt. Um, quick story. And I'll get back. So uh-huh. Gabe Kapler's story. He played for the Rangers. And it was back in like 2003. No, no, it was before that. Like maybe 2000, 2001. I don't know. I was at a Rangers game, and I never got a ball, like a foul ball or a ball from a player. And they used to go to Rangers games all the time. We're sitting down by the camera well by the home dugout at the old Globe Life Field or whatever it was used to be called. And um, or it was a ballpark at Arlington at the time. And um, I got a ball. He threw me a ball. Gabe Kapler gave me my first ball I ever got at a big league game. That's and then awesome. I break my leg. I break my leg in the spring training game, and he's the first person to my side. Really? Like last guy I saw leaving a baseball field. So is he? Is, is he a, a player's manager? Is he one of those guys? 100%. Dude, he's such a good dude. He's different. He's different. He's not like the old school, like, calloused uh, manager. Like, you know, he's not like a – you know, I mean, Tito was a player's manager, but he's still old school. He was still tough on you. Um, but he's, he's definitely new age. Um, he, he doesn't enforce a whole lot of rules. He wants you to be yourself. You don't have to wear a suit when you travel. Like, you can do whatever you want. Just be the best you, and that's how you're going to perform the best. And I think that team, um, I mean, they have a very good analytical feel for things like the Rays do, and they and I think they have more talent than the Rays do. Right. So, I mean, obviously, with 107 wins, you got to have some, right? Because right. you yeah. look at their starting pitching. I mean, they're 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 second in overall pitching in the league. They're first in bullpen. They're first in offense. Like the offense the pitchers, is, is kills yeah. me. Like I, I don't get it. Is Yaz's they led the league in homers for most of the season yeah. before Toronto got hot, and that that stadium balls did not fly, especially at night. When that sea layer comes in, like the balls die. Now, when you talk about player it, managers, what's the fine line between all right, we're buddy buddy, we're cool, and then like a guy like Gabe, who might be like, all right, I gotta you know kind of put my foot down on certain issues. Like, does do yeah, you lose respect I, for not respect? No. Is, that's not the right word. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, he still there's... he still has like the manager leader quality like it's not just a pushover i shouldn't have made it seem like that he he still like c- controls the room when he steps in it right he still controls in it and the way he speaks he has that big like deep voice like he has like biceps bigger than anybody on the team <laughs> he was, he's like he was always bro, jacked. he yeah. used to come in i go to spring training and i was an early guy i'd get there at like 5 30 i'd get there and get my workouts in He'd already be like mid CrossFit workout when I'd walk in at like five forty-five in the morning. What's up, bro? I'm like, damn, bro, you power you're like power cleaning more than I've ever squatted in my life. Uh, Do you have any aspirations crazy. of coaching, or you're you're happy with the? No, no. I think I. Is this, it too hard I with home life? I don't know if this. I don't know if this makes sense. I think I love the game too much. Yeah. I think the way it ended for me with injury and not just being like, Oh, you suck. You can't get a job. Like I was still getting jobs. I was still playing, you know? So right. it was like mentally, I feel like I should still be playing physically. I can barely go up the stairs. So it's like, right. <laughs> it's, um, it's tough for me. I tried, I was going to try to coach and I had some offers to like the, the double A level to go help coach. And, um, I just turned it down. I think, and I, I do think a lot of that had to do with my family. You know, I traveled for work for years and, I can't imagine being away from the girls that long. I mean, right, right. I, I would miss so much. I'm glad I had that. Do I miss it? Of course I do. But I think it would drive me insane not being able to play, being right. 33 and being someone's coach. Like, so, so with the you know now that you do podcast, you do media. Would it be something that you want to do more and more the media, or is it like would you ever 
just for an example, like be a studio guy, you know, uh, a pregame, postgame studio guy? Yeah, I mean, I think that'd be fun. I mean, I've talked to Ness in here and there. Maybe you can get on some stuff next year. I um, was going to do it this year, but they had already they had already signed their guys that they wanted to use. Because, um, I mean, I do CBS Sports HQ. So it's like if you're on the CBS Sports app, you go to the bottom. If it says watch at the bottom, anything live is Sports HQ. Like, that's what that's mm-hmm. what we are. We have a studio here in Fort Lauderdale, but since COVID hit, I just do everything from home. I have a setup here. So, and I do stuff, like, I do a lot of radio stuff for ESPN. Radio stuff. I like radio. It's fun. I'm yeah. more of a face for it. But, um, oh, yeah, it's on, just... Man, no. Yeah, hey, I don't know about that. Is my dad? It, hey, just let me do my dad jokes. <laughs> so for those that I, listen to my it, show, radio, radio is easier just because you don't have to like get dressed up. You don't have yeah, to like. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah, I have people on the show about, and they're like, like looking at notes and stuff like that. I'll get girls on the show that own businesses and stuff, and they're like, they show up and they're like, "Do I have to get like all my hair done and stuff?" I'm like, "No, nah, it's just radio." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I want to go to YouTube eventually because I think it's just a, a wider, you know, audience I can get out to. But like right now, I'm like, right, I'm cool right. with just doing the, the doing the radio thing. Um, but yeah, one thing I, I do do, um, and I noticed you are a whiskey drinker. Uh, yes. Of course, he comes into Stonebridge and Campy waits on him. Oh. I'm like, really? This is Gross. this is my guy. Yeah. Like, you're a Yankees fan, dude. Right. Like, let me wait on him. But I noticed <laughs> you and Jared. So, shout out time. Uh, Facebook and Instagram are down, and that's how uh, Will and I were talking. And I'm sitting here and I'm prepping for the show, and I'm like, you know, we I think we chatted like two days ago or whatever. And I'm like, uh, and so I call my girlfriend, and I'm like, is your Instagram down? She's like, yeah, the, all of Facebook's down. You didn't see? And I'm like, no. So. How I kind of met Will was through Sherry Dell, who was his wife's sister. And so I texted Sherry, and I'm like, Sherry, can you do me a huge favor? <laughs> yeah, and, like, I have my – so I have my uh, Facebook Messenger and my Instagram. Like, my Twitter is the only thing I have public. Yeah. And I don't get any notifications for Twitter. But, like, Instagram and Facebook, if I get a message, it comes through, like, a text on my phone, right? Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. a notification. Yeah. And I just – I never got anything so i was just like oh you know i just went about my day i was like i'm sure he's busy we'll figure this out later and then i got the text from sherry who's like here's uh here's his number <laughs> like oh that makes more sense <laughs> so uh when you get uh instagram notification when it comes back online disregard my last one that says really you're blown no, no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> you ruined my show you ruined my show man um so i know you're a whiskey drinker uh i did see you had a balcones distillery was that what it's called on your balcones balcones yeah, oh. it's, a, it's a texas it's a texas distillery oh um they kind of just got on the map the past couple of years and i i I talked to their their owner, this Texas guy, he's a Cowboys guy. We're just talking sports, and he's like, "I want to send you some stuff to try." So every once in a while, he'll send me like a bottle of their stuff, and it's, it's legit. It's different. They have this blue corn whiskey that's like it's different. But if you get your hands on it, definitely try it. It's not super expensive either. All right, so they're, they're I, I have a gentleman's bet for you. Okay. Patriots play the Cowboys in two weeks. Oh, dude! All right. No spread. <laughs> no line. No line. Just really? winner, you I'll win. Give you a head start. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I should take the points. I'm stupid. <laughs> I will send you a like, bottle. I will send like eight. I will send you a bottle of Litchfield Distillery, local distillery. So part of my show is I, you know, focus on local businesses and stuff. I will send you a nice bottle of uh, Litchfield Double Cask Bourbon. It's delicious. It's a little strong, but it's okay. delicious. And if, uh, if the Patriots, uh, where you said you're going to give me two touchdowns, if the Patriots cover, <laughs> you send me a bottle of Balcones. 
I got you. But no. you got to call it Balcones. Balcones. I'm sorry, yeah. Balcones. You got to get it right. <laughs> I know. You got to do like the I... chef's the chef's kiss with it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Balcones. Balcones. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's uh, it's like Spanish or and I, we're making it Italian, but it's fine. yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, well, yeah, good I, whiskey, though. yeah, no, I, I love whiskey. Um, it's kind of what I focus on the show a lot. And uh, I was going to say, I know you got your daughters, but feel free to, you know, crack, <laughs> crack over a little <laughs> bottle. And uh, but I don't. So where's Jenny this weekend? She is Georgia at Auburn. Wow, big Ooh. one. Yeah, which is wow. nice. She she does a mix of Mountain West games, which can be good. Yeah. Like last week, she had BYU at Utah State, which was kind of a fun one because BYU was like 13 in the country. Yeah. Um, well, Georgia's yeah, second, anytime right? Anytime she yeah. gets SEC, yeah, anytime she gets SEC, it's it's fun and it's a lot easier to travel too because we're in Florida. She's got to go, you know, a couple time zones over. It's it can be tough when she's yeah. going to like San Diego State. Do you ever like that? So. Do you ever go with her? Yeah, uh, kind of yeah, like a parents' like a weekend out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it's um like she has Vegas mid, she has UNLV in like like mid November, so baseball will be over. So with baseball, I don't go because I do a lot of post game stuff and you know morning shows, you know previewing and all that. So I can't really get away. But um, she's going to Vegas, and I'm going to go. I got a couple buddies out there. Victorino, one of them. Uh, I go play some Vegas golf. I've never, I've never played golf out in Vegas. So she has a Friday game. We're going to fly in like a Wednesday night because she has meetings on Thursday. I'll go play Thursday. Go to her game. You play the win, the win course. I have I have no idea we're gonna play. Wherever well, well there, me, there's a course that's right on the strip. I think the Win owns it. They put it oh, maybe really? like ten years ago. Other than that, I think you have okay. to kind of travel on the outskirts. But gotcha. I've never played it. I heard it's beautiful. Uh, I, I, every time I see buddies post golf videos from out there, just everything it looks like the nicest course I've ever seen yeah. at, at every course. So it's just desert, so the green is the grass is that much greener because there's nothing else green that's around it. it. <laughs> you, ever, you ever been to Aruba and golfed in Aruba? I haven't golfed there, but I've been to a room. Yeah, so like year, yeah. they have two golf courses, and it's the only place on the whole island that has grass. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, and they're beautiful. Cool. Well, one's only a nine-hole course, but the one at the top by the uh, the California I feel like Lighthouse. It'd be really windy. It's oh my god! I hit a I hit a nine a nine iron, and it landed behind me. I'm not even joking. It went straight up in the air and landed behind me. It was like 60 mile an hour gusts on the water. Sir, we're going to have to ask you to leave. (laughs) And I'm a decent golfer, you know, so next time you are in town, um, let me know and I'll take you to Great River right here in Milford. I'm always in for golf. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I got a little little hookup over there too. So Love that. Um, But listen, I've I've already taken up way too much of your time. Uh, I know you got a family family to feed back there. Shout out Madison McKenzie and, of course, Jenny. Say hi to Jenny for me. I will. I absolutely will. And I appreciate you so much for coming on the show. Uh, little shout out to you. Uh, are you on? To, do you have a show tomorrow before the game? or? Yeah, a couple tomorrow on uh, CBS Sports HQ. I'll be yep. on at, like, I don't know, around 8.20 probably. Just, you know, 10-minute preview. Preview the game, and then we'll do it again at 6 o'clock on, on HQ as well. And All I'll right, be on awesome. with David Sampson. I don't know if you remember him. He used to be a president of the Marlins. Yeah, he's like one of our executives that comes on and, and does some baseball stuff with us. Nice. Well, I will be listening on my ride up to Fenway because I'm shipping up there tomorrow. Dude, that's going to be awesome. I want to go so bad. So it's my it's You're my uh, it's one of my friends and his son and my girlfriend's son. So it's four of us and they're both eleven. So I gotta gotta oh. behave a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> 
But there is one Yankee well, fan of the group, and of course it's my girlfriend's son, and the rest of us are Red Sox fans. So I'm like, don't right, be tread, li- tread, tread, tread lightly. Tread lightly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? You know, one last little quick thing is you, you see all these videos online. What is going on in the stands at these games? It's like there's a fight Al- video every other alcohol, day. Alcohol, dude. You should yeah, know. No, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but, like, it's just... just alcohol gives people this false sense of confidence that they know how to fight. <sighs> well, it's funny yeah. because, like, Fenway, the bars are full at 2 p.m. for an 8 o'clock game. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. You don't see it much at Fenway because they're like, dude, I, number one, the tickets are expensive. I'm going to watch the game. Yeah. Right. Uh, secondly, I'm here for the game. Like, I don't get... And people have a little thicker skin up there than, than other places too. Yeah. So you can talk shit to me; it's fine. But we'll, we'll, I'll catch you after after the game. I'm here to watch the game. Yeah. <laughs> it's like being in a crowd, a room filled with Cowboys fans. You know, yeah. easy. easy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, two weeks. Cowboys, Pats. I'm gonna say <laughs> the Lions. Probably oh, wait. Where's the game? At Foxborough. The uh, line's probably going to be seven. I was, I was right where I was at, depending on where the game is. I think if it's at Foxborough, no probably spread. four. No, no, I said no spread. I know. I know. All right. I'm it's just here. If Belichick it's is, four, is changing man. his de- – if Belichick is uh, disguising his defenses like he did last night, it's going to be a tough game. Yeah. The game's here. Because that Tampa yeah. offense is no joke. Oh, yeah. They, they shut it down. I mean, Brady wasn't really playing that well last night. He was overthrowing the ball. And little, I, think the rain, I think the rain had a lot to do with it, too. Yeah, it was pouring out. The rain was tough. Yeah. yeah, that was shitty football weather. Yeah. That was shitty weather. That's, so, so that, yeah, I, I used to go to the games all the time. I had season tickets. I since got rid of them. I will sit in a cold-ass game. I will sit in a snow game. I will sit in a... No rain. Rain is the worst for football because you can't shake it. Yeah. You can't get rid of it. Nope. And there's no hiding from it. Snow, you just you brush can put off on clothes. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter what you're wearing. You're still going to get wet. Yeah, so good. Yeah. But all right, two weeks. I'm going to get a nice bottle of balcones. Balcones. <laughs> there it is. Chef's kiss. All right, Will. All right, thanks guys. so much, man. I appreciate well, thank it. thank you so much. It was great talking blast, to you. man. We'll, we'll do it again. Sounds point. good. Thanks, Absolutely. buddy. All right, See later, guys. Bye. All right. No, we're still going. We're still going. We got a little Patriot game to talk about. He's a good dude. Oh, real good dude. Thanks, Will, again, for coming on the show. Absolutely. Um, Made my day, I'll tell you that. Yeah. That was a little hairy, though. We were a little worried. We were worried. You know what Nicole said to me? She goes, you guys haven't exchanged numbers yet? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, sound kind of a celebrity. Will, can I I get your number? (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm sitting in traffic. I sat through two traffic jams, and I'm like, I better get there on time. I'm texting my girlfriend. She's like, I told you to leave early. <laughs> Shout out to my Oh, uh, that was great. Good stories, good insight. He's, he knows his shit, too. He does. Well, he's, 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 you know. he's got me hooked on fan graphs. Now I'm going to it. Yeah, That's yeah. going to be my go-to. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, so before we end the show, let's talk a little game last night. Okay. How emotional were you during the game? Did All you, right, so, did, did, go ahead, go ahead. All right, so here's how I look at it. Brady pre-2019... I love him. Everything was great. He was great. You know, the GOAT and, and everything. But ever since that 2009, we talked about this. He, yeah, yeah, he yeah. was being a baby the whole year. He was, you know, they were 8-0 and he was grumpy. I'm right. the most miserable 8-0 right. quarterback, right. you know. So from that point on, I was kind of like, you know what? I'm done with Brady. I'm, 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 you quit on me. I'm done with you. So was I emotional? I was like, no. You know, I kind of, I had kind of turned the page before that, but you know, was it great to see him? Yes. Was it great to see all the highlights? Yes. You know, he's still Tom Brady, still the best Patriot of all time. You know, that'll never get touched. But then I was like, you know what? I'm all in on Mac. I'm all in on just moving forward. Right. So was I emotional? 
No, but did you 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 watch it on TV? Yeah. The the woman Schwartzy from Ashland, where they showed all the fans like, oh yeah, 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 and she was like, I hope our <coughs> linebackers like kill them or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. That's where I was. Right. I was like, I hope Hightower or Judon just plants him on his ass. Right. But I mean, but overall, you know, it kind of happened the way I, I I thought they were going to win. I thought the Patriots were going to win. I thought it was going to be a low scoring game. Um, and it, I almost got it, but I thought it was just, Bill was just going to throw a million different things at him. You know, right. Judon was going to be in his face. And I just, I, so was I emotional? I was a little disappointed, but at the same time. I mean, I was disappointed they lost. I yeah. had no emotion that Tom Brady was playing us. I had none. I Yeah, I'm with you. Right. I was just like, it is what it is. Like, it, like if, if it was, if he left last off season, yeah. maybe it would have been a little different. Yeah. Uh, but you knew when he went to Tampa, he was in a good spot. Like, good for him. Like, I have no yeah. problem with him leaving. Like, like if I'm it isn't us, fine. You right, can win it. Right, Go ahead, dude. I don't care. But I'm still upset that they went for it. Or, uh, the way for, but, so here's my thinking. So it's fourth and two. Uh, it's a 56-yard field goal. There was like 50-something seconds 55 left. seconds 55 left. 55 seconds left. In my head, I'm like, well, what happens if you fucking make it? He's still going to run right down the field and get a field goal. Still got to kick it off, and you're right. So you get the fourth down. You can basically now you control the game. You control the clock. You control everything, and you can just run the ball a couple times, call timeout with seven seconds left, and kick the fucking field goal. That's now going to be five, six, seven yards closer than a fifty-six yarder. Like if that was fifty-five yards, he probably would have made it because he just just curved at the end. All right. So here here's my argument for going for it. If you get stuffed, you're still at the same field position that you were if you missed the kick. Right. So, like, at 56 yards, like, if I, I was it at the 50-yard line or the... Well, 56 yards is like the... 46-yard line or something it, like yeah, that. It's, it's 17 yards. Yeah. 17 yards. So, if you get stuffed, you're in the same position as you do as mm-hmm. if you missed the kick. And it's right. not like it's a 35-yard chip shot. It's 56 yards. Right. So, you go for it. Right. Now, I... Having watched them attempt to run all night. Oh, by the way, they rushed the ball for eight eight times. They rushed it for minus one yards, which equates to one-tenth of a a yard per rush. So Why are they not running the ball? They couldn't. That was the one thing. They tried eight times. I know, but you know what? Mac was slinging it. And and I, I just think love this dude. I do. <laughs> I do. Um, but like I just at the, at that point, I don't think you run. But here's the thing: he was what thirty one for forty. He completed what seventeen passes in a row. So throw throw the ball. Mm-hmm. Throw the ball five yards down the field. If you if it doesn't work, you're done. It is what it is, right? right. But I mean, I don't know. I I would have gone for it like you would have. Um, but you know, Bill chose not to. I don't know. I, I it, just... It's tough because it was such a winnable game. Oh yeah. And then we're we're sitting here now at one and three instead of two and two. And there are points in the game I'm like, we shouldn't even. We should be up like ten right now. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And I'm just, absolutely. it is what it is. That's football. But I'm sitting here. I'm like, I mean, of all the games that Belichick's wanted to win in his whole career, this one lines up more than any other fucking game. Yep. And I'm not taking a moral victory out of it. No, not at all. No. We're fucking one and three. Yep. And our schedule does not get much easier now. Houston. Well, except for Dallas game. Houston and Dallas. Yeah, yeah Houston and Dallas, right? Um, it just, you know, it's tough. They're one and three. 
I mean, there's no moral victories. You're right. one in three. You're right. already behind. Right. But at the same time, I think you could identify that there's certain guys on this team that can play, and there's certain things you can do. I mean, we, we get Gilmore back. You know, uh, we get a little healthier. Finally through to the tight ends. Spent all that money. Finally right. through to them, right. you know. Um, there, there's definitely some stuff they can do, but they could dug themselves into a hole. There's So they're four, they have 13 games left. For my prediction, oh here we go. <laughs> no, for my prediction pre yeah. preseason, oh, 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 they, had a they new one. I think no. Well, yeah, they're, they're gonna run the table. <laughs> but for my prediction, they have to they have to win ten games just to get uh, to eleven and six. Yeah, they have to they have to. Well, some, there's an extra wild card this year. There so is. there's an extra game and there's an extra wild card. So we just but, have, but they just made their room for error almost. Like, well, that's the problem. That's the problem. Think about all the teams you now have to jump over. Right. Right, there's three and one teams, and who knows? By the time they face the Jets in a couple of weeks, they Jets won yesterday. Like maybe they got some confidence. I know. That could be. A, I mean, granted, it's home, but like you just football's such a. It's like the shortest season, but it's like the longest. It, it is. You know like, what I mean? It's just like well, it's because there's such a build up to every game. Right. Like if you like, we were talking about the Sox. I personally, I watch every Sox game, but let's just say. You, you, you don't watch the opener of the series. Well, you catch up. Right. Or you can watch a game the next night, or you can watch a game after that. Right. After Sunday, like after last night, we have to wait till next Sunday. And there's build-up, and that's all you talk about mm-hmm. it. And that's what kind of makes it a long season is, like, right. there's such a build-up to each game. Right. But, and the same token, you know, on the flip side, unfortunately, we dug ourselves a hole because there's not that many games. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem. But, you know, we, we had talked... With Joe, I think you said you thought this was a two-year, two-year project, where you think you know this year maybe ten and seven, and then next year's the year yeah, that they go. Where, that's where you start looking at twelve wins, thirteen wins. So I mean, you think they get to ten wins now? Well, it's not a good start. Well, right, right. I mean, they they haven't played Buffalo yet, no. so that's two losses. Let's just say for right for argument's sake, sake. Of saying, so that puts you at five losses. So they, now the best you can win is twelve. There's going to be another loss like yesterday. Yeah. No matter who they play, whatever the team is, they're going to lose another game like that. That's six. And they have no room for error. Well, for you, for you to get to ten and seven, and we got to go to Miami and play at Miami. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. Yeah, but we lost to them at home. I know. Like I know. in a game we shouldn't have lost. And like that's just, that one. That one eats at me. <laughs> that's like the first three games against Baltimore. <laughs> that's I was. You know what's funny is I was thinking that. But no, but I mean. I, so to get to ten and seven, you got to go nine and four. I mean, do you right. have the confidence they're going to do that? I mean, I think they could. I, I know, I know you think that. Um, of course, yes. <laughs> I, I mean, personally, I, I think they're going to go. I just, I, I like, I, I'm fine with the way Matt Jones has been playing. Totally fine with it. Yeah. I think he's our future. That's great. Again, he's only played four NFL games, right? And they're letting him rip it fifty times a game. Like that's just not a, a, a winnable solution to me. The, like. I, I would rather see them first quarter just not even throw, just run it every fucking down. Like why? Why is uh, Harris not even playing? I don't know. He well, went beast mode two weeks ago against the Jets, and now he's not even getting four carries a game. So this is what I don't understand either. Is like we talked about Stevenson, yeah. you know, before yeah, the yeah. season. So Stevenson fumbled, and now you don't see him anymore. Well, Harris fumbled, and right. he plays. Right. So just put the kid back out there. And JJ fumbled. Was it JJ? JJ fumbled. fumbled. You might yeah. not see JJ for a while. Yeah. <laughs> but we have no running backs. I mean, but that's the thing is like Brandon Bolden. Right. He's he's your third down back right. now. It's like, that's come on. you know, I mean I know James White's out, but like Jesus. We got I mean, they, they gotta find something. I mean, the offensive line, they're gonna get Matt killed. I mean, they, they and Trent Brown. I get he's four hundred pounds, but like you've had 
You've had a calf injury for three weeks. Right. I thought they held him out in the Jets game with the calf injury to have him ready. Right. Or in the Saints right, game right. to have him ready for last night. But then when I saw he was inactive, I'm like, what are they doing? Right. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's frustrating, but at the same time, it's like I, I don't go into these games with a rookie quarterback with high expectations. So I'm just like, I, I'm glad. Like I said, no more victories last night. But at the same time, you know what? They looked okay. Like they could have won that game. They could have beaten the world, the, the world champs. The team that everybody picked to right, go back. Right. Go undefeated almost. Right. And I mean, they they make that field goal. It could be the Tampa could be two and two. You know, right. KC's two and two. Right. Like this just it's that's another thing. I think the I think this is one of those wide open NFL seasons we've had in a long time. Well, it has to be. I you mean, know, did, like, would you have picked the Cardinals to be four and zero? No. I fucking bet on LA last night. Did you? <laughs> yeah. I actually had a good week, but I, uh, I dropped 300. I don't know. Uh, uh, well, you know, the Rams. You're thinking, you know, I think the, Tampa. And, I think the Rams are the best team in football. Yeah. But they but they gave up, four, was it 40 points? They yeah. got scored on them? Yeah. Yesterday? But it is wide open, and I—I I mean, I—I I remember when we did our preseason predictions, and I picked the Rams over the Chiefs. But now I'm looking at it, and I'm like, the Chiefs might not get there. Right. You know, I mean, the what Raiders Chargers tonight? Raiders Chargers tonight. Angelo, shout out. I'll shout, you, uh, you know, Angelo, yeah. I'll give it to you. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, what's your prediction tonight? Are the Raiders going to four and zero? I think so. I think so. I'm not really sold either way on the game. I just think. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to put. I wouldn't put money on I either think, team. Okay. I think Justin Herbert is great, but I just do you think he's I don't know, great? I hate, I hate when I don't. Well, no, I don't think he's great. I think he's good, but I think I hate when like it's it's just an, it's a it's a fabric of ESPN. It's you know he had a decent rookie year. I mean, what they went five games. Like it's right. not like they freaking were twelve we, and four. We, we beat them forty five to nine. Right, right. So it's like come on, pump the brakes a little yeah. bit. You know, and this and it's like and it's players like that that come out and start day one that forces all these other teams to start Mac Jones day one. And, right, like. I, you know I hated Cam Newton, but like, would we be two and two with Cam Newton? Okay, so this one eats at me because right. I'm a huge Twitter guy. We would have beaten Miami with Cam Newton. What makes you say that? Just because he 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 just because because it wasn't Mac. It wasn't Mac that lost that game. No, but well, it would have been a totally different game plan. Too. Right, but okay, so I'm I'm huge on Twitter and I see it all the time. Patriots would be three and one with Cam. Patriots would be at least two and two with Cam. But what makes like in what way? It's not Mac that's been a problem. It's not the quarterback play. We can't run. And since Cam can't throw, they're going to just stack the run against us. I mean, it's just, I, I, if, if, and we know Bill wants to win every game, but if Bill saw this as more of a longer term next year's the year, then you have to start Mac. You have to play Mac. Because if you're only going to win 10 games, which I still, I still, and I, don't laugh, but I still think they go on a run, and I still think they get into like the last wild card. Well, I well here's the deal. You say go on a run. I agree. I think there's the potential that this team puts together two, three wins in a row. That's game changer. That's like all right. Now they have confidence against anybody. Right. So when they go to Buffalo, you never know. I mean, that must be Buffalo at Buffalo last year with Cam Newton as their quarterback. And he fumbled, so, right? Right. Because and he fumbled. Right. 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 And but you lose. What happens? You lose this week. If you lose this week, I mean... It's right, well, well that's, I don't that's, wanna, what, that's how crazy football is. If you lose this week... I don't want to say you're done, but you're pretty close. You're pretty close. You're pretty close. Even with the extra game, you're one and four. Now you have, I mean, zero. You've got to run the table almost. You pretty much do. You, I mean, if, you, if you're if you one and four, you basically have to go ten and two to give yourself a shot. Right. 
Just so we'll, we got Houston, right? We got Houston. All right, so let's go two and three, and then we got the big Dallas game. And then we got Dallas. Let's home. Let's win that. If we are three and three after beating Dallas, I'm, the whole season is back on to me. Like, um, all right, let's go. Let's play Buffalo. Bring him in now. Matt Jones, I think he's I think he's Okay, so but here's the thing. You said three wins in a row and we could go on a run. Right. We, your next three games are Houston, Dallas, and the Jets. Right. So I mean So win those three is what I'm saying. Three, and then you go to the Chargers. Right. So let's go out there and fucking whoop them. And then then Carolina. Yeah. You know, Sam yeah. Darnold looks pretty good. Yeah. But He's going to see ghosts. Give any quarterback an offensive line. They're going to be okay. But, I mean, if you could, that's one, two, three, four. That's four, maybe five games that you could win. And if you win those games, it's different, you know, because you know somebody's going to lose a stupid game. Like, you know, and then, then and then you have Cleveland. It's going to be a tough game, but it's here. You go to Atlanta, so you got to think a that's right. got to be a win. Here we go. W's, 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 right down the line. Yep. Chris well, Picciro, everybody. At home, Tennessee. That's a tough game, but I think it's Tennessee's a win. Tennessee's like 1-3 right now, aren't they? I know, but in Frable, I don't know. He's, he mm. kind of he needles Bill a little bit. Yeah. Um, but then you got, I mean, you got the bye. You play at Buffalo, and then you got the bye. So, but then, imagine winning that Buffalo game with the bye after it. Right. That's, and then right. and then you come back you're <coughs> at Indy. Home versus Buffalo, home versus Jacksonville, and then at Miami to finish it out. I mean, it's feasible. You could get to eleven wins. Yeah, of course. But you know, just, you just gotta. You but probably. Mac Jones needs to learn how to win the games. So here's the thing, and I agree with you hundred percent. He's done everything well, right? But when, right? And that's and and like eventually it gets to a point where it's like, yeah, Mac was great last night. They lost. Right. So it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter. You know? But that's something you learn over time. Like, okay, so let's go back. 2001. See, people don't remember how bad it started. Right. The Patriots were 5-5 under Tom Brady. Right? Yep. We played St. Louis. The Rams. We lost. Sunday night game, right? It was a Sunday night game. And we, we lost. It was less than a touchdown because I remember Kurt Warner... Controlled the last drive of the game. It was like eight minutes to go in the game, and they we never got the ball back. He just fucking methodically marched down the field, and they just ran the clock out on us. But after the game, uh, the Rams. The, after the Rams game, like in the locker room, the guys on the Rams side was like, "That fucking team's no joke. Yeah. They fucking beat us up today." Right? They pounded you know? us. Right? And I remember the the and Patriots we never lost again. And the Patriots specifically said we we went into that game and we were like, no matter what happens, beat them up. Right? Hit them hard. But like that, they okay. were five and five, and they won their last six, and then they won so, the Super Bowl. So people like you know, we always talk about Brady and everything, but Brady wasn't Brady then. No, and I, I remember his second game. I looked it up because I joke around. The late like, great David Patton threw. Uh, what was it? He, he, he rushed for one. He threw, threw one, one, and he, he then caught he, one. He got one. Well, it, I you know we always you know some people are like oh Brady's the greatest ever you know the Patriots. Well, when he started, it was I looked it up. His second game, just for shits and giggles. He was 12 for 24 yeah. for 86 yards. Yeah. It, you know, I mean, it wasn't – they didn't let him loose. So, they didn't even let him loose in the Super Bowl until the last drive. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> it's just – you you know, I don't, you can't really compare him and Mac. No, you can't. But, what but I'm at the is, same look, time – yeah, I almost feel there's their trajectory there, though. There is. You know, I'm not saying Mac Joe's going to win six Super Bowls with no. us. But, like, I think we're, we're in good hands for 10, 15 years. I mean, if – yeah. I mean – you keep him... Which is hard to say as, a, as an organization when you had a guy for 20 years. Right. I mean, really, there's only a handful of teams. You had the, the Niners with, you know, Montana to Young. 
And then you had the Packers with From Favre, Favre to, to, to Rodgers. Rodgers. And really, who else? I mean, because if you think about it, a guy that, like, look at Drew Brees. He was in New Orleans forever, and they just right. handed it to Jameis Winston. Right. You know, who hasn't been bad? I'm not saying, but. Yeah, but, but even Winston, though, he threw the five touchdowns. He only threw for 170 yards. Right. It's like, it's just, it's just, right. you know. I know. And I think, I. I it's not I, hard to throw to open receivers, by the way. It's not. No. It's not. I it's can do really it. not. You can do you it. I hope so. Yes. yes. Well, maybe not this age. I got to. I'm hurting. Hurt, hurting yeah. this guy, one on my neck. Yeah. Will's got one on his back. I got one on my neck. Yeah. No, I, I, I think, you know, future's bright for Mac. I, he's got to open. I mean, encouraging. I, yeah. No moral victories. We lost. That sucks. Yeah. It, it, you, it, you can't be happy. At least he threw to the tight ends. Both yeah. tight ends had touchdowns. That's what we need. Yeah. You need to get back to that. But I agree with you. And I saw it somewhere on, on Twitter. There's got to be a running back in street clothes right now that – Bill can just sign off the the street, you know, Devonta Freeman. Some, he right. just got called up though. Oh, did he? He just got called up. But all right, one, but, quick, one so, quick thing for you right. is John Harbaugh now the biggest douche in all the fucking coaching. You know, after his bullshit. I mean, first of all, this is a guy that touted how many fucking preseason games they won in a row. Who gives a shit, right? And now he's fucking. Well, as a Patriots fan, don't you always think he's been a douchebag? I've never liked him. No, I haven't no, either. No. no, I might might real quick before I get to how big a douchebag. Best thing My ever. Douche of the week is, yeah, is Harbaugh. Yeah. Best, <laughs> I want to say that with Will on the show. <laughs> best thing ever was uh, remember when they had Vereen line up as an offense designated mm-hmm. offensive lineman, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Harbaugh was just having meltdown yeah. after meltdown. Wanted to change and then, the rule, and then Brady goes, "I don't know. I guess they have to look up the rules on that <laughs> yeah. side or something." That was that great, was a, that was a, that was the playoff game, right? That was yeah. we were, did, that was the one we watched together. The, no, I no was you were at that, that one. That's that right. Game, yeah. I, we watched the one in 2014. Yeah. Um, no, that wasn't a playoff game. That was a, was it? No, it wasn't. It was it a regular. Was, it, was, it, was it was like a, a Sunday, Sunday night, night game. Yeah, That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, no, I you you run like yeah. take a knee, which right. is which is worse. Like what, what what does the streak even matter? Right. Like who cares? I know. It's by like fucking uh, what, what what's the streak at forty something games For, of a well, hundred yards. yards or more in a game. Yeah. Who cares? It's probably like seventeen different players that contribute to it anyway. Right. I mean, like, who's, that's really what you. That's so, that's in your note card on the sideline. Oh, by the way, gotta get three yards, yards today. Like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. I don't know. I, I thought it was a douchebag move. It, it made no sense. And here's the other thing. And when you have a quarterback like Lamar Jackson. For well, three last three years, yeah, you should be probably rushing for hundred yeah, yards a game, right? And if you don't, it's like you know, whatever. Just it game. was like you know, throwback to like when Dana Barros had like the consecutive three points thing, yeah. And then like the last Dana game of the game, I, I love Dana Barros, but like the, the last game of the season against the Knicks, he was like zero for twelve, and they were running him off screen, like and it was yeah. just like you know what, some records just need to die, right? right. You know? It's <laughs> like let it just let it go. <laughs> I would purposely lose a preseason game next year. Like, why? Yeah, why? Well, you want that floating over yeah. here? Who cares? Right. It's meaningless right. shit. I know. It's it's. Oh, oh wow. here's one for you. Uh, oh, shit. You're going to have to help me out. Okay. The Celtic, when he was a Cav, that tried to shoot at his own Ricky rim. Davis. Ricky Davis to get the triple double. To get the triple double. <laughs> Unreal. Thank you for coming up with that name. I yeah, Ricky Davis. Ricky Davis. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> that was another one. You really need a triple double that Right, point. right. Um,. All right, let's wrap this up. Uh, we'll wrap up on a Celtic nugget. Uh, they play tonight. Yeah. Preseason, uh, yeah. Actually, a quick Bruin nugget. Uh, sure. It's preseason. That They look like about as, how as good as I expected them to look in preseason. Um, they're they're, they're going to win their fair share of games. Yeah. They're going to be in the playoffs. And they're going to get taken out by Tampa. I mean, it's just what's going to happen. Yeah. Could be the theme. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, I would love to see this core get one more run in them. 
And but I think it's I, th- I think one more runs enough. Yeah. As much as I hate to say that, because right. you know, I mean, they lost Krejci. I don't right. blame well, him. They wanted to go back, home. Though. You never know. Yeah, I just you know, I, I want. Krejci wasn't. Go. He's not. He's not a cog in that. Yeah, I don't know. I, he's he's disappointing. I think he should be so much better than he is. Yeah, but with Bergie Pasta and, and obviously yeah. the rat, and then you got a guy like know. Taylor Hall that came in. Hopefully, he can yeah. contribute. You know, um, yeah, I'd like they to should, see. They them. should be scoring three to four goals a game. though. They should. I mean, who knows what Swayman's going to do? But yeah. I mean, that's. You know, being a spot starter and taking over some games is one thing, but right. being the guy that goes right. out there right. 65 times, that's... every playoff game. Yeah. Right. Um, that's going to be tough. But, you know, I mean, they... I heard Tuka on the radio, and he was saying, he, you know, he's planning on being back by January. So right. I don't know. I mean, if right. they bring him back, I mean... He's a man. Yeah. Mean, I mean, you could just, you know, you could have both of them. Right. All right, that's our Bruins minute. Now our Celtic minute. Uh, I don't know. I got them. I think the over under is like forty seven, maybe. I think it's forty seven and a half. Yeah, yeah. I I lean towards over. I mean, you probably have I'm them going at over seventy eight and four. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I, think no, actually, I think they're a fifty win team. I think they're fifty two wins. That's, I think just the just, I think the new coach alone is going to mean a lot of things. It's going to be huge, and I think Schroeder is going to surprise a lot of people. He's going to be another one. Um, but we, I think but Al, Al, please Al, tell Martin. Yeah, Al, Al, I think he's going to help. I think whatever Al does is bonus. Yeah, I think he's going to help. He's definitely going. to. I mean, I I love Al as a player. He I love him, but I think he's going to help. He's rested. He said he's in the best shape of his life. He. Had a quote where he's like, "I learned how to take care of myself." You've been in the league for 15 years. What do you mean you <laughs> right, learned? Right, right, right. Um, but I think the kids will and get his better. His sister's back. In his the sister's Boston sports best Twitter media team. She's best awesome. Got, she got mad the other day. She goes, "I went to the Celtics pro shop. They don't have Anna, any right? Anna stuff. Horford. Yeah, yeah, Anna yeah, Horford. Yeah. Great follow if you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, I think she the hates stuff, and she hates Philly. She hates Philly with a passion. <laughs> um, she she said she had to remind people three times that Al wasn't her husband. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny when I first actually friended her years ago. Yeah. I, that's what I assumed. It's oh, it must be Al's wife, but it's not. It's, it's not. Al married Miss Universe. Yeah. She was. And she was pretty hot too. Yeah, she is. Yeah. But um, but no, I, I think the Celtics win fifty two games. I think it's gonna. I think they're gonna be a lot of fun. Um, I. I mean, Philly's a mess, so you're right. going to be ahead of them. Yeah. You know, because even who it doesn't matter who they trade for, they're and just Brooklyn, a mess. Brooklyn, if Kyrie's not playing home games. $382,000 a, a game. A game. Just to get a sh- – I mean, I, again, you know me. I'm not super vaxxed, right. but, like, just – why would you just um, – His is a different – like like Will said, like, you know, right. he wouldn't be mad at a teammate, but he thinks – like, as a player, I, would, I wouldn't be mad, but I'd look at him and be like, hey, bro, like, what the fuck? Right. Right? Like, right. do it. Like, right. just do it. Because you're, you're costing us games. You're costing us games. It's one thing if like you're able to play and you don't want vaccinated, but if you're literally this is what's keeping you from playing. Because what was it? It was Andrew Wiggins, the other one that yeah, that didn't want to. Yeah, but he actually just got vaccinated. Oh, he did. He did. I, I saw. It. I yeah. think it was. I think it was Saturday night. Uh, Steve Carr said he's fully vaccinated. and He can play. But like, you know, you got to. How's he fully vaccinated already? Oh, Unless you got the JJ shop. He's still got to wait two weeks or whatever. But but then like you look at a guy like Kyrie, he can't go he can't play in New York. Well he can't go play in California either. Right. So it's not just forty one right, home right. games. It, it could be it's 50. the it's the Knicks, Knicks games and the Cali games. California yeah. games. Yeah. I mean you know, obviously can't not play Florida. The Lakers. But, but that's what I mean. Like right. you know, it's more than forty one games. So yeah. um 
But I don't probably like fifty. It would be because I mean, there's what they got to play the Knicks at least three times at New York. They got to go to L.A. Granted, these are just one one game. But like LA, Golden, State, Golden State, we got to play two games. Sacramento, in LA, two L.A. games. Yep. Sacramento, Golden State. Yeah, yeah so that's you know? four more games right there. So I mean, I don't know. I but that's Kyrie though. Yeah, that's just Kyrie. You know, he's a flat earther for Christ's sake. It's weird. Like he acts like he doesn't like the attention, but he's he one of those. Guys. I was just going to exactly say he's, he's one of those guys. He's not going to go away after he retires. No, no. He's, he's going to start his own TV, TV, uh, TV yeah. show. Yep. He's going to do all that stuff. The Kyrie experience, oh, we'll call it. God. Thank God. I'm our, glad he's not in Boston. I was just going to say, thank God our Kyrie yeah, experience. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. That's our show for the day. I want to thank Chris. He drove through the rain, not knowing if Will's even going to make the show because of the Facebook conundrum today. I'll never turn down a day drinking with dogs. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, thanks, Will. Obviously, Middlebrooks, um, the whole Dell family. Uh, appreciate uh, you guys working it all out for me. So we got him on the show. Now I have Will's phone number, and I'm just going to text him incessantly about Cowboys and how much they suck. Well, if the Red Sox win, you... Oh, he's got to come back. If, 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 back if they're in the World right? Series, he's coming back on the show. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll drive absolutely. down for that. Yeah. That's a damn trip. <laughs> All right, Dan Drinking with Dog. There is my big MLB postseason show. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Will. I will talk to you guys next week. I will be at Fenway. So check out my Instagram because I'll probably be all over it. Peace out.